Night. And time for Derby Panther Football. Football. Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Well, guys, once again, it's Friday night. We're back home, which is a, is a blessing for us. Uh, last week, we played Hutchinson, and, uh, you know, I, I know every week we say it's Hutch week, and we went down to Hutch, and... Uh, Pretty much, uh, I think Doyle and I both agreed that might have been the best performance we thought we saw in all three phases of the game. I know you guys look at it differently when you break down film. Uh, Coach, talk to us about your special teams and your offense, and we'll let Coach Wietrich chat about his defense. Well, I thought we did a a better job this uh, last week against Hutch. Um, Our special teams, our kickoff team did a really good job. Uh, Scotty, our kicker, he he put some balls really well. I mean, we, we, we try to kick the ball in the corner. You know, to give them, if, if you got to return to the field, you're, you've got to run a long ways. Um, so, so they kept trying to return, uh, you know, to the short field, and I thought our kids did much better. We made some changes on the kickoff team. Those kids did really well. Um, it, it, I, we kicked off a lot, and I think they got the ball outside the the 20-yard line maybe two times uh, total. So if that, uh, I thought our kickoff team did much better. Um, really didn't punt. We punted with our, our uh, JV. They did they did a good job. Our kickoff return really didn't get a chance to, to do too much. And then uh, our punt return, it, their, their kicks were just so – they are trying to kick the ball out of bounds. So it was pretty tough to set up a, a punt return. We had really good uh, – you know, they, they were going to have to drive 80-plus yards to score. And uh, a lot of times we got a short field where we had to drive 50 to 60 yards. So that, that's always an advantage. And, and that's, that's why Coach DeVore is so important to us. And, and uh, he's our special teams coordinator. He does a great job, and I think our uh, special teams are getting better, which is good. Um, offensively, I, I thought our offense did a really good job. Uh, you know, I'm just just trying to think back. You know, my mind's kind of wrapped around campus right now. But uh, um, Hutch was one of the better defenses we saw on film. Uh, they were disciplined, uh, which which is good. Uh, it, it also kind of helps us out too because we kind of know what they're doing. Um, they they they're so disciplined. We can kind of tell our kids, well, this is what they're going to do if we do this and this and that. And uh, our kids had a great week of preparation. I thought it was our best week of preparation for uh, for the game, all three phases. But uh, um, our our offense did a good job. We we threw a couple deep balls for uh, you know, kind of opened it up a little bit. Uh, Mer- Mercer hit a post to Caden Brown uh, down the middle early, and then uh, and we got. Rose in the end zone uh, on a fade, which was actually he he ran the wrong route, but he did catch the ball. So uh, you know he came off all excited, and I said, "Rose, you ran the wrong route." And, uh, but I told him good catch. But uh, but anyways, I, I thought our offensive line played really well. Uh, Dylan Edwards, he's such a spark plug. You know, I mean everybody knows he's a really good runner. But uh, you know when when he, he's our hype guy, he's our locker room guy. You know when Dylan's happy, everybody's happy, and uh, and he's had a, a great life two weeks of practice and he's the energy in practice for for our offense he gets everybody going he works really hard you know what what you see on friday night with him 
is what we see Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, th- there is no switch that gets flipped on uh, Friday night. It's it's that every every time, and he does a great job. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't say uh, I, I couldn't praise their offensive line on on the strides that they're making. Um, and just it, it was it was a good good night of football. Uh, defensively, uh, I was really proud of our guys. You know, we 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 talked. You know last Friday about how I was kind of concerned about our guys going against a, you know, a flex bone team that runs a whole lot of veer triple option. You know, some of our guys hadn't seen it before. We're kind of young on defense. We're doing a lot of learning. Um, and we were a, kind of a year removed from seeing a, you know, a good flex bone team. Um, you know, last year we played we played campus on a one or two day notice type deal. We didn't have the Hutch game, so we were we were kind of short on experience as far as our stars out there going against a flex bone. But our, our guys did really good. D, our D line did a great job. Um, their head coach came up to me, Mike Vernon came up to me after the game and and told me that uh, Ann and Carpenter single handedly almost destroyed the game plan for Hutch. So uh, Ann is continuing to grow, being a great leader for us up front, D line. But our our guys, other D linemen, uh, Sam stepped up, had a great game. Um, Q, I thought Q was really physical. Quentin Dorsey was really physical, and then Hopper, Hopper, same deal. We got kind of a rotation with those guys. It's really nice having you know another guy we can rotate in there and be really physical and and, and give each other a break there. So our D line did exceptionally well, and I expect the same tonight from those guys. You only get the same system. Um, LBs, LBs continue to progress and continue to get better. Um, Minton and Miles are doing a great job for us inside, and then uh, Roman and Kate are getting better and better every time they're on the field. They get they get more and more special, and those guys are really fun to watch. Um, Hutch didn't do a whole lot as far as his tests in our secondary. You know, being being a running offense that they are, um, but. Uh, there's still a lot to clean up, and then our, our back end guys. We had a great week of practice. I feel a lot more confident that our back end guys are kind of understanding what we're expecting from them and understanding what we need them to do uh, to get better and be better against defend the flex bone. So hopefully, we'll see that come to happen, come to fruition tonight, and our guys come out and play really hard. You know, coach, you mentioned your special teams, and a big part of your special teams is Scott Simmons, and and I've been checking back a little bit in his history, and uh, he's 161 out of 171 extra points so he's missed 10 in this what two and a half years uh, he's 28 for 28 this year uh, he was gosh he had a bad year last year he missed eight my goodness but I, I guess getting getting all that information out uh how in the world did we get him he's a soccer guy how did we get him for the two sports and just talk a little bit about him well it's really tough to be a two-sport athlete here in derby only because uh it's not like you can come out your freshman year and play two sports you have to be varsity at both levels i'm not sure why we have that rule but it it is a rule um you have to declare your your uh number one sport if you are a two sport which is soccer he's he's a soccer player a really good soccer player too you know probably go to college and he he might have an opportunity to uh, go to college as a kicker too so it's, it's always good to uh, have a couple couple opportunities to what what you can you can pick from but uh um 
you know, we got him out. I, I think it was in PE. He was like, hey, coach, I can kick. You want to see me kick? I'm like, all right. It was sophomore year or whatever. And uh, um, I think it was a weight training class. And, you know, it's old Scotty. And uh, he, he, we, we go out on the turf and do warm-ups on the turf. And uh, we bring out a football, and he starts kicking. I was like, all right, not bad, not bad. And at the time, we needed the kicker, and I think he knew it too. And, uh, you know, went to Mr. Baldwin, our AD, and uh, he's like, yeah, he plays uh, varsity soccer. And if, if he's your varsity kicker, he can't be your JV kicker. He to be varsity and i said yeah we don't have a kicker so uh um it, it just kind of started that way and uh i told scotty i said uh you know I, I don't like kicking field goals are you sure you want to do that and he's like yeah i know you got to score a lot so i'll be doing a lot of pats uh but uh, uh, you know uh, he is. Uh, we we did kick a field goal. I think two games ago. No, against Bishop Carroll, we kicked a field goal. And I I started thinking back, and uh, you know I, I I'm an offensive guy. I hate kicking field goals. You know, K- kicking field goals like you you just lost. You didn't get into the end zone. So uh, um, and and Scotty knows that we we joke about that all the time. But uh, um, I think that was the first field goal we attempted since uh one of the state games with blank tolis that that kicked the the to seal the deal and uh you know i will will kick a field goal if it means winning the game and to kick that field goal against bishop carroll you know put us up by eight uh we we weren't going to lose it, it would have been a tie ball game if they happened to score but we had uh, all the confidence in the world with our defense that they were going to get a stop so uh we kicked the field goal he made it and uh you know went by eight points so scotty's a great kid uh it is you know he always goes to soccer practice every once in a while he'll show up thursday to practice with us and uh, uh do some pat field goal stuff with it with our team but uh uh, yeah, he practiced with the soccer team and uh, um, shows up Friday nights. And uh, it, he, he worked hard this summer. I mean, it's obvious. Look, look at his kicks. His, his kickoffs are, uh, you know, right in the corner, you know, on the two-yard line, if not in the end zone. And uh, that's that's just huge for our defense because there's not too many teams that can consistently just drive down the field 80 yards on us. Coach Clark, I think tonight's Derby Junior Football Night, you know, a, a, a rich program to, to say the least. And I know you were very instrumental in getting the, the junior football program, the middle school, everybody running the same offenses and defenses. And I think anyone in the state of Kansas uh, looks at your program and thinks, man, I wish I could do that. But share share with us a little bit about the how junior football is doing right now and what kind of shape that's in and how it has aided you in your success. Well, our, our junior football program, program is the the staple to our program you know a lot a lot of people talk about derby high school football um here at derby we talk about our football program uh it starts in the first and second grade and builds its way up <clears throat> you know when i when i walked in here I, I was an assistant for three years and uh i i was you know at the time um i i wanted to you know coach under uh, underneath coach coach young and learn from him um but ended up coaching the middle school. And uh, at the time, I was not happy, you know, coming out of college, uh, uh, going down to the middle school level and coaching. But it was the best thing that ever happened to me uh, to, to see what our middle school program was, uh, to see that we had a lot of good athletes. We had a lot of good football players. But, you know, it, it was, you know, so long ago that nobody really thought about uh teaching the plays at the middle school level and, and getting the kids ready for high school. Middle school football was middle school football to win middle school football games, not not to get the kids ready for high school. And I saw the potential there. And uh, 
you know what the Kevin I mean you guys you guys built the the junior football program uh you and Doyle and and a bunch of other guys that that uh built that program and and I, I think at the time a long time ago the junior football program was just to get kids interested in playing the game of football and getting them liking the game of football so they would go out for middle school football which in return would have big numbers for the high school football program which which would benefit the high school football program so we wanted to take it a uh, kind of a step further and not only implement our stuff in the high, uh, middle school football program but also in the junior football program and, and it, it, it took a while uh, you, you know that that first year we're like here's our playbook we're it if you want the the second year was like hey we have a couple coaching clinics this is our this is the plays we want you to run you know a handful of coaches would do it but you know those older teams fifth and sixth grade they've been running their own system for for such a long time they they just kept their place and by the third year um i i think our derby junior football board which i'm a part of uh said no we're gonna run this and these kids are going to benefit from it later. They may, may not benefit it from it now. Nobody wanted to go shotgun. It was unheard of to go shotgun in junior football, let alone middle school football. I mean, that, that was the biggest fight that we had. And uh, um, but, but our junior football program, uh, the board kind of put their foot down and said, no, if you're not going to run this, you're not going to coach. And uh, that kind of sent a message, and I was happy they did it. But uh, it, at the same time, it took three years to get there. And I knew I wasn't going to come in and, you know, be the young coach that that had nothing uh, on his resume except for you know uh, college football and middle school football coach in uh, a couple years as a as a varsity assistant that that would just say hey no this is proven we're going to do it we, we kind of had to just let it slowly develop and it did and over time um, you know now now we have multiple coaching clinics uh, for for our Derby junior football program our middle school program we we now have uh, kind of liaisons uh, we, we've got two two coaches Coaches on our high school staff that are the liaisons for Derby Junior Football. So now it's you know Austin and I aren't the only guys that that the people are emailing and stuff like that. We have Mitch Pontius on on defense and Chris Panera on offense that that are the go-to guys for our junior football coaches to contact if they have questions about schemes or anything like that. Um, it's it's just kind of evolving. And I think we can still at at the same time if if I I look at our overall program on what. Could we benefit more? What could we do a better job? I still think we can do a better job, even though they're doing a fantastic job. I think us as high school coaches and me as a head coach uh, could do a better job of still just getting them, getting the coaches to learn the system more and and all that. But what I like about the junior football program is, you know, you, you've got a bunch of dads, and I, and I've done it. I've had two kid, two boys go through the uh, junior football program, and I understand what, you know, it. it become some long evenings uh you know mo most dads are working all day then they go to football practice three or four times a day to teach these guys and uh um half the time they don't know what they're doing unless they're guided well by the high school program or have a guy on staff and uh, uh that that knows the stuff so uh it, it's tough but they do a great job and and a lot of the stuff we're seeing now you know i've I, this is my 16th year as a head coach, so we we've done this. You know, I've I've coached these second graders and seen these second graders uh, go all the way up through. Uh, now they're seniors and and seen them go up through the program. And what what you're seeing on the field Friday night is a direct reflection of what you know our our dads and our volunteers and our middle school coaches are are, are doing throughout the years to to build them up to get them to to where we're at now. Coach Wietrich, uh, you alluded to the the fact that. Uh 
you have maybe one other guy for your uh, defensive line rotation. Uh, how important is that to have guys that rotate? I mean, we've got defensive line, we've got linebackers, we've got defensive backs. So uh, how important is that, and how do you develop that, where you've got that extra guy or two that can get in and give the starters a break? Yeah, well, well depth is always a, a benefit at all levels of defense. You know, So, yeah, you, you talk about kind of levels. You know, We have three levels of defense. We have the D-line, we have the, we have the linebackers, and we have the secondary, and uh obviously the more depth we have you know the game of football we play there's there's it's a collision sports there's going to be injuries you know and it's it's just an expectation you know every year you go into it going kind of with what if plans and backup plans and and you're always surprised every year who's going to step up and who gets really better from from the previous year and stuff like that and um you know, we got a couple guys at the D line that can step in for us and, and do some good things. You know, we're, we run an odd front, so we have three D linemen that are out there at one time. We got four linebackers, and we got two safeties and two corners. Um, so D line wise, I mean, for sure, Mason Hopper has been a, one of those guys that's been a huge surprise for us. I mean, not not surprise, but I mean, for a guy like him being young, all of a sudden being as as beneficial as he's been at the varsity level for us. I mean, we, we've been absolutely thrilled with him. Um, but we have we have Jonathan Hernandez going there. We have we have Corbin. He's uh, also there. We have we have some other guys. We have uh, Lashawn Davis. So we we have some guys that we're kind of grooming the D line that to be um, to be pretty good. And those guys those guys the expectation is if those guys are called on to be in there, you know we coach them up just as hard as we do our varsity guys, and they they they. They get time in the ball game. They're expected to get to get the job done, you know. So same thing with the backers. Same thing with the secondary guys. Right now we got we got three three safeties kind of battling it out right now. We got we have uh, Brian Murph Senior. Um, he's kind of new to the program this year. Then we have two sophomores. You know, we got uh, Baker and we got Rayohas that are working their butt off and getting smarter and smarter and better and better every week. Um, and those guys are you know the more we can develop depth on defense because of a situation where an injury happens, something like that, the better you're off you're going to be. If you guys remember last year, we lost uh, – we had a Mario Ramirez and then Cade Lindsey was huge for us. He stepped in multiple games because of injury, and Cade Lindsey was a huge part of our defense because of because of injury and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, you always have to be ready. You know, as a defense, you know, in football, you always – someone's going to get hurt, something's going to happen, and you got to have depth. If you don't have depth, it's going to be a problem. So, yeah, those guys are – uh, we're, we're getting them right. We have some really good coaches on defense. My assistant coaches are doing a great job with, with Pontius in the secondary, Tolson secondary, Davis and Goble do a great job at the D line, and then uh, Haynes does a great job at the backers. So uh, those guys get the benefit of being coached up and ready to roll. Guys, campus tonight. Uh... It, always a rivalry. They're five miles west of us, and I guess more probably by proximity any more than anything else. But, talk, Coach, talk to us about your uh, your special teams and your offense, and we'll let Coach Wietrich talk about uh, what he expects from campus. Well, they're special teams. They, they've got a really good kicker. Uh, they, they've got some good returners, and, and they really run some really good schemes. Um, you know, Coach Wietrich is going to talk about their flex bone. And just watching their schemes, and they, th- this team is coached up well. Um, you, you can tell they spend a lot of time, and they're very deliberate about what they do. And 
I mean, their their schemes on on special teams are really good. Uh, so, I mean, they're not that bad. Uh, I, I know they've struggled a little bit, but uh, gosh, they're, they're they're coached up pretty well. Uh, defensively, they run a three four, kind of like what we saw saw against Hutch, uh, and and we run a three four, so we're kind of used to that. But they've been known to kind of switch things up. And going back through the film, you know, we always watch all the scout film. We got every game on them this year and and broke them down and kind of, uh, you know, they just played Northwest. Uh, they played May South pretty tough. Uh, they played some teams really, really tough. They scored some points. They've scored points on everybody. And uh, um, they're just a well-coached team. But going back to the film of last year when we played them, and, and granted, we only had like one or two days to, to get ready for them, um, they, they schemed us up well. If if I go back, uh, offense, you know, look look at all our offensive film last year, and look at what defenses did against us. I think they probably schemed us up better than any other any other coach did, uh, and you know, it, it might not show that with the score because I, I think our offensive players last year were better than their defensive players, but they had a pretty good defense too. But the scheme that they ran was was pretty sharp, and and they knew what we were doing. They knew our schemes, and uh, um, you know, it, we're we're preparing for all that stuff. So we we know it's going to be a well coached team. We know uh, that they're going to have some wrinkles like they did last year, and uh, we just got to be prepared for it. And be be able to make adjustments on the sideline you know like when coach Panera's over there looking at that tv with the offensive line i mean that's what he's doing he's seeing what they're doing against us and how can we counter that with what we know we can do so uh we we know we're gonna we're, we're gonna see a well-coached ball team and uh, we just got to be prepared to make some adjustments yeah like coach said uh you know this is the second week our defense is facing a flexbone team and they have the advantage of seeing how we defended flexbone the previous week so uh they kind of know our best shot you know as far as defending the flex bone of course we got other options and other things we can do but like they they have us on film defending a very similar offense to them so they kind of have an advantage of uh the expectation of what they're going to see um they they do a great job i mean they, they do a really good job as far as 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 making some some difficult reads if they know what we're going to do if they know where we're going to be on defense they have some answers on offense in the flex bone that can make us that can make us and put us in bad spots so and make us work really hard so and the coaches over there do a good job about doing that um but we, we just got to go out there and play you know and we have to be able to adjust like coach said you know it, it's gonna be very important for us on the sideline tonight figuring out what they're trying to do what's the wrinkle what are they seeing on film how they want to attack us um, and that's what we're going to try to do. The guys up in the box, Tolson and Haynes, you know, they're going to have to kind of real fast see what's going on. And then hopefully we get, we get a quick stop or a stop. We have time to get on the iPads, like Coach said, on the TV and be able to watch and get a, get communicated to our defense how we need to stop what they're trying to do and, and, and get it and get it stuff and get our ball, get our offense back to the ball. But uh, that's the goal. Hopefully we get out there and play well tonight. Well, Coach, as usual, last question, team health. It looked like uh, last week we came away and, pretty good shape but again uh, we just see it on the outside you guys see it on the inside so let us know how the team health is you know i think we're we're pretty healthy coach coach we defense is is pretty healthy right maybe even healthier than than what we've been uh offensively we got a couple kids banged up we've had a couple kids uh you know with the the got some bad sinus infections and stuff and i mean every every time that happens everybody gets tested and stuff like that uh luckily we haven't had uh too many kids with with the virus throughout this past year so uh um that sickness always kind of holds some kids down and you may see some kids 
you know, uh, play tonight that hadn't practiced for two days because they had to stay at home. But uh, for the most part, we're healthy. Uh, we got a couple kids banged up in our JV game, and, and big shout out to our JV. Uh, I know our JV beat Hutch pretty bad, which which was good. I was super happy to to see that. I mean, it was a running clock by uh, third quarter, and then our freshmen. You know, our freshmen, uh, and I know we're talking about injuries, but so excited about our freshmen. You know, they hadn't won too many games in middle school and junior football when they were split and they come together and right now they're 4-0 I think they beat a Hutch team that has never been beat before since second grade and uh, uh, beat them guys, held them to seven points, uh, scored 20. Uh, kind of, probably could have been worse, but uh, that was a fun game to watch. And it's just so much fun watching these freshmen be excited about the game of football. You know, for, for years they have been, you know, getting beat by Hutch and getting beat by all these teams. And now they're, it's all come together, just like what we talked about earlier. It's all coming together. They're, they're coming together. All these split teams are coming together. And now it's, uh, it's starting to take part. So it's, it's pretty fun to watch. Guys, I think there's about 15 minutes until uh, game time starts. No, you got to get down to your team. Good luck tonight. Well, good evening, Panther fans. This is Doyle Phillips, and tonight, along with Kevin Payne, we'll be bringing you all the action from your undefeated Derby Panthers versus the Campus Colts. We are ready for kickoff. Panthers will be kicking off. They'll be defending the south goal. Simmons approaches. Nice high end over end, taken at about the seven. Out to the 15, 20, 30, still on his feet, 40, 45. One guy to beat. It looks like he's going to take it all the way. So campus is going to jump out in 12 seconds, jump out to a 6-0 lead. Wow, and you know what, Doyle? That's not going to make Coach Clark happy. He was just up here 20 minutes ago telling us how well his special teams have played so far. And, you know, opening kickoff taken to the house by campus, not going to make Coach Clark and Coach DeVore happy. No, and it was about a 90, I'm, I'm thinking about a 95, 96-yard return, and uh, he never got hit. Uh, so it's uh, going to be a good start for the campus Colts. I mean, this is a game that, uh, you know, everybody I talked to said, when are we going to hit the running clock? Well, you know, campus starts out with the lead, 6-0, and the extra point to follow with 11.46 to go in the first quarter. Extra points, good. So campus opens up with a 7-0 lead on the Derby Panthers. Well, Doyle, we got a little bit of a late start tonight, but uh, it is, uh, it's Derby Junior Football Night here in Derby. It's a beautiful night. I'll tell you, for kind of early to mid-October, it's 91 degrees with a wind out of the south-southwest at 7 miles per hour. Doyle, we're still wearing shorts, and here it is week five. Yes, and uh, <laughs> it's fairly warm outside so anyway campus jumps in to the lead while we got a second let's let's at least give you the starting offense one tackle alex key 64 285 junior mitchell johnson 63 220 the guards junior chris thompson 61 270 senior jonas vickers 63 285 center senior dylan con 63 290 tight end senior noah oprick 61 165, one wide receiver. Caleb Brown, six foot two hundred. Another wide receiver, junior Nathaniel Keener, five nine, one sixty. The other one, the other wide receiver is junior Travon Rose, five nine, one seventy. After the kickoff, we'll give you the rest. High end over end. It's gonna go back into the end zone and it just goes out of the end zone well over Dylan Edwards' head. So your quarterback, 
Senior Mercer Thatcher, 6'4, 195. Running back is junior Dylan Edwards, 5'8, 155. And he'll be relieved by sophomore Derek Hubbard at 5'7, 165. Uh, your specialists are Scott Simmons and Grady Jessup are the kickers. The holders, Mercer Thatcher, and the long snapper is Conley Hamilton. Hamlin, excuse me. Panthers have it first and 10 from their own 20. Thatcher and Edwards in the backfield. Twins to both sides of the field. Little bit of a option straight up the middle. And getting out past the 35 to about the 37 is Mercer Thatcher. Well, Doyle, that's something campus is going to really have to watch tonight on that option play. Again, you've got to put a hat on a hat. That time they, they paid so much attention to Dylan Edwards. Mercer Thatcher had a big running lane. Second down, first down. This time they give it to Edwards. Big hole up the middle. Makes two or three guys miss. 50, 40, 35, 30. Makes another guy miss. Out inside. The, still on his feet after a nice move. Touchdown, Panthers. Wow, you talk about a highlight film on, on Dylan Edwards that time. He made a couple guys miss. Showed a lot of speed. Gave the safety one juke inside. Allowed some guys to get on him. Shook those guys off. I'm telling you what. That was a pat to Dylan Edwards' touchdown. Highlight real stuff. Well, the all-important extra point for the tie with 11.09 left. So we've seen two touchdowns in just about 50 seconds. Simmons will be attempting the extra point with Thatcher, the holder. It's up. And it is good, so Panthers tie it up with 11.09 to go in the first quarter. Well, you know, these kids always have all their highlight reels that they put together for the colleges. I know Dylan Edwards already has a ton of them, but that's going to go in that highlight reel because that was just a, a phenomenal run uh, by Dylan. Well, while we got a break in the action, we'll finish with the starting lineups so on the defensive side. The defensive line, sophomore Mason Hopper, 5'10", 190. Senior Annan Carpenter, 6'1", 260, and senior Quentin Dorsey, 6'1", 260. Also seeing a lot of action on that front line will be junior Samuel Same. He's 6'5", 210. Your linebackers outside, junior Roman Bowden, 6'1", 185. Junior Cade Shelton, 5'11", 190. Inside backers, senior Cole Mitten, 5'10", 190, and junior Miles Wash, 5'9", 185. Corners, Junior, Elijah Vigil, 5'7", 145, and Jaden Metzger, 5'10", 155. Your safeties, Caden Rojas, sophomore, 5'11", 160, and senior Brian Murph, 6'180". Those are the starters as we have them, and the Panthers will be kicking off again with, again, just 11 minutes, 9 seconds to go, and it's the ball game is tied at 7. <laughs> a quick hitter, and like we said, I know Coach Clark won't be happy with that opening kickoff return. See how the Panthers react this time. High, and it's end over end. It's coming down at about the three. Out to the 10, Panthers swarming just about the 12 or 13-yard line. That's more like what Coach Clark expects. Well, and I'm sure that they went over and looked on the TV right after that happened. and They, they, they got assignment sound on that kickoff, and you know, again, those guys really hate when their special teams don't play well. They've got uh, the guy that returned it is number 10, and we don't have him on our roster. And this was supposedly the roster I got was supposedly a current roster from Hayesville. Anyway, it's first and 10. 
from about, looks like the 12 or 13, maybe 14-yard line. They give it straight ahead to the fullback, and he gets hit hard by Miles Wash at about the 15. Well, everyone calls this game a rivalry game because it's campus. You know, it's rivalry maybe by proximity. The, the last time campus beat Derby was 28 games ago. The last loss by the Panthers was 1988, and Doyle 47 and three since 1967. Yep, that sounds like when it started, 1967. Tell me that wasn't your senior year. Yeah, it was. (laughs) I remember that game well. Second down and eight. Buckles was the ball carrier, and they give it on a misdirection. Gets out close to the 20. It's going to be third down and, or, well, third down and about six from about the 19. Well, what campus can't do is they can't keep the ball in their end of the field. The last two weeks, Hutchinson and Salinas South, Derby forced them to hardly cross the 50-yard line. Gives you a long field when you come up with third and long from deep in your own territory. It's going to be third, yeah, third and about six. They got to get out to the 25, and uh, they're just short of the 20. So there's 9.45 left in the first quarter. Again, the score is tied seven apiece. Campus returned one about 95 yards for a touchdown. Then the Panthers, two plays, 80 yards for their score. On a keeper, now they pitch it to the outside. He gets a first down out past the 25 to about the 27-yard line. So initial first down of the night for the Colts. Well, Campus runs the flex, so nothing we didn't see last week from Hutchinson. So, you know, the Panther defense should be prepared for uh, what is really an athletic, quick-hitting offense. And they're going to mark it out to the 29-yard line, so it's going to be first and 10 from there. Again, tied score. Clock stopped, so I'm pretty sure he went out of bounds. That was Hunter Long on the carry. Straight ahead to Buckles. He picks up probably four yards on first down. The quarterback is Brody Johnson, 5'10", 165-pound junior. Well, we saw campus. They've been putting up points against teams. And I know midweek we talked to Coach Clark, and that's one of the things. He goes, don't be fooled. These guys' record may be 0-5, but uh, they've got an offense that can score a lot of points, and it will. So, you know, I think that's something Coach Wietrich talked about as well, that he's going to have to keep his defense on his toes tonight. Well, I remember last week against Hutch, uh, it took about one series for the Panthers to make some adjustments. They kind of shut Hutch's offense down. This is the first first series for campus. They give it on a pitch to the near side. Guy finds him an alley. He's probably short of the 40. I'm not sure where they're going to mark it. It's going to be close to a first down. They're, they're going to give him a first down. Pretty generous uh, spot there, but it's out to the 39. And again, the Panthers have got to play assignment sound against the flex and, and get, I, I know I keep saying it every week, but it is, it's a hat on a hat. And if you don't, you expose yourself uh, in a big time way. Well, this defense, you're, you're exactly right. You, you've got to put a hat on a hat or this offense, you've got to put a hat on a hat because uh, it's a very robust offense. Straight ahead buckles. He picks up two, maybe three on first down. Stopped by Andon Carpenter. 
But as we said, it is a rivalry. I mean, you got a town that's five, six miles to the west of you. So a lot of these kids uh, have played youth sports together. They know each other. You know, Derby, you know, you can sometimes throw out those records when Derby and campus play. Or tonight, I know there's some games. Mays, May South plays tonight. You know, we always say when Slyne and Slyne and South play each other that, you know, whatever the records are, throw it out the window. Second and seven. Score tied, 740 to go, first quarter. And on a misdirection, Panthers played that pretty well. He still picked up a couple of yards, got out to about the 45. So, well, they're going to give it progress out past the 45 to the 46. So it's going to be third down and three. Again, it's early in the ball game. Campus scored on the opening kickoff, and then Derby comes back in a couple plays, answers, and ties it up. So we're uh, at seven all with just about seven minutes left in the first quarter. Well, and, and both well, so far we haven't seen a ball up in the air. So that's going to keep the clock moving, and that'll shorten the ball game, and that may be the campus strategy. Under seven minutes, game tied, third and three. They give it to Buckles. He gets maybe back to the line of scrimmage. It's going to depend on the spot. It's going to be fourth down. They're good. Now Derby's going to have a player down. I kind of was watching him, and he's uh, rolling around, I guess, which is a good sign, but – he uh, obviously, when that play ended, you could tell his teammates gathered around him, and let's hope he's okay. Well, they they give him a again. They give him progress out to the line of scrimmage, so it's going to be fourth down and three. So, you know, it's it's seven seven six forty two to go. If you're if you're campus, do you go ahead? And, do you go ahead and just kick the ball, or do you try to pick it up? Katie KQLP Derby looks like ninety. Yeah, and you could, and I think he's getting up. I mean, they Andon Carpenter. It may have just been a little stinger or whatever. Let's hope that he's okay because Andon's a a heck of a football player. I know last week the the Hutch guys were like, "Man, this guy just controlled the line of scrimmage all night long." So you don't want to ever see a player down, but uh, he's uh, Coach Clark's getting him up. I, I don't think it was a cramp because they weren't really trying to stretch him out. So hopefully he'll be all right. We'll we'll see how it goes. He's, he's been a he's just limping a little bit. He's let's hope that he can get it taped back up and get in tonight's ball game. I know yeah. he's a really tough kid. I, I know when he gra- when he grabbed his leg, he grabbed up like it could have been a knee to the thigh or you know something like that. Hopefully it's it's something simple. It's going to be fourth down and about three. Looks like campus is going to go for it. 6.34, 6.30 left. Game tied at 7. This could be a big deal here for the Panthers. Johnson is the quarterback. Buckles is the fullback. Denning is one of the wingbacks. And we don't have a number 10. Number 10 is the other wingback. I'm going to guess that might be a young man named Bowen at the other wing back. Well, I think campus, I was going to say campus has a delay of game. I think that may have been the plan all along is to, to they, they sent a guy in motion. He kind of similar to what Derby did last week, sent him in motion and he stopped. And I think they're hoping, Hey, maybe Derby will jump off sides, give us a freebie. If not, we'll take the delay of game, give our kicker a little more room. So campus <laughs> takes a, a five yard penalty there. Well, Panthers have two guys back. 
looks like Dylan Edwards, along with Trayvon Rose, and they're standing at about their own 30, so we're going we're gonna to have super field position unless this guy just booms one into the next in the next week, we're going to have pretty good field position. Well, we'll see. I know Coach Clark was very impressed with their kicking game. If he he mentioned that kicker and punter were both very good, so we'll see. Panthers <laughs> nearly blocked it. It went straight up in the air. It's going to go out. At, oh, they're I, going to mark it past the forty-five of the Panthers. Uh, Doyle, that kick. I mean, he only netted about. 10 yards on the kick. So we just got done saying he might have a good leg and he kicked it straight up in the air and out of bounds. Doyle, that's what happens when you have guys out there that are great return guys. These guys are trying to kick it to the sidelines. They don't want to kick it to our return guy. And sometimes you shank them. And they marked it on the 48 yard line. So the Panthers have excellent field position to start their second possession. It's tied at seven with five 30 to go in the first quarter. Again, Dylan Edwards goes straight up the middle, picks up seven, maybe a little farther on first down. Good good first down carry for the Panthers. Well, Dylan that time ran behind a couple of big guys, Mitchell Johnson leading the way, and he just went behind him and picked up extra yardage. Second, they give it on a keeper. Thatcher gets out 40, 35, 30, 20, 10. Got drugged down inside the five, I believe. They're, now they're going to mark it on the six. Well, that was, again, they just bit so hard on Dylan Edwards. Mercer Thatcher does a great job of making the correct read, cutting up field, takes it down to the six-yard line. First and goal from the six-yard line. 5.08 left. Again, Edwards makes a Really hard cut there at the line of scrimmage. It gets down inside the five. Oh, I'm going to say, Kevin, about around the one-and-a-half, two-yard line. Now, Dylan just has that innate ability to make that quick cut. That time, he just made one quick jute and picked up four yards. Thatcher straight ahead behind the big uglies up front, and they take him right in. He rides them right into the end zone. Why wouldn't you do that when you got those horses up front? Very experienced offensive line for the Panthers. And Mercer Thatcher's no little target. He just gets in there, cranks his legs out, takes it to the house. Key, Thompson, Kahn, Vickers, Johnson, just get in behind those guys and let them take you to the end zone. And that's exactly what he did. The all-important extra point is next. And it is good. So with... 442 left. Panthers take a 14-7 lead. Well, we got a little bit of a break. Tonight's broadcast, Derby Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ 1059 FM is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businessmen, businesses. Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Will Height Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Riverside Cafe of Derby, DNB Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, Artistic Builders, DNM Mechanical, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Field Station Dinosaurs, and Johnson and Company Certified Public Accountants. These people are the reason we have the broadcast. So the next time you visit one of the Panther Football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther Football broadcast. Well, one of our reporters, Brecken, just sent me a, a little quick text and said that uh, Lebo was playing tonight. He knew his Derby Panthers were playing. We give a big shout-out to Brecken and Jillian both. I know they both are big Panther fans, and uh, 
we're glad to, to find out they're both listening tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I, I, uh, I think Brecken will be converted. There's no way he'll be a Lebel fan. He'll be a Derby guy. So good for Brecken and Jillian. Simmons ready to kick off. High end over end. Comes down at about the one-yard line. And Panthers hit him hard at about the 15. That was that was one of those bone cringing hits, Doyle. He came out of the out of the one yard line and gets out to right at the 15 and was just dropped. Now Garrett Denning on the return, he got up a little bit slow that time, and you know Garrett's the one that took it all the way, uh, the first punt of the night. Panthers lead 14-7, 4:37 to go in the first. Again, uh, Campus scored on a 90. I think around a 95-yard kick return, kickoff return to start the ball game. Then the Panthers took two plays and went 80 yards to tie it up. And uh, they went 52 yards on their last possession to take the lead 14-7. They give it to Buckles straight up the middle. I think he might have he picked up a yard. Again, for those of you not familiar with the flexbone, quarterbacks up under center, we've got a couple of slot guys that are very close to the line of scrimmage, so it's a very quick-hitting offense. And really, as long as you are assignment sound, it's pretty easy to defend. Well, I know uh, the, the fullback's only what, Kevin, a couple yards behind the the quarterback, and uh, you know they're they're scrunched in there pretty good. They hit very quick, and you've got to react quickly. Well, I got another report now. I find out Jillian's cheering in Mulvane tonight at the Mulvane High School football game. Got to keep those kids active. Second nine, back to pass. First pass of the night. Got a man wide open, and he was just overthrown. That was intended for Jerron Dotson. Doyle, and that's the one thing everybody talks about the flex mode. You cannot get lulled into to thinking, okay, it's a handoff. It's a, it's a different play like that because you'll see that tight end release. He goes downfield. If you forget about him, it's six, and that time Derby was very lucky that the ball was just out of his reach. Back in the day, Hutch was a master at that. They they would sneak that guy out in the flat or or just like that, run a run a, a post route, and they just sneak him out there and just hit him. But this guy this time overthrew him, so it's going to be third and long, and they pitch it. To the near side, Panthers have it covered. He gets hit pretty hard at about the 21-yard line, so it's going to be fourth down at about five. That that was Bowen on the carry. Brian Murph uh, just leveled him when he turned the corner. Doyle, you're exactly right. Hutch would, back in the day, Hutch would throw the ball three times, and it seemed like they'd have two touchdowns out of those three times, and they were always a 70-yarder. It was something that they just lull you into that. Panthers uh, made the adjustment after after the last play, and uh, hopefully they'll shut that down the rest of the night. Panthers lead 14-7. They're about to get the ball for the third time tonight. Campus punter standing on his own eight-yard line. No rut again off the side of his foot. This is probably going to be another net of maybe 10 yards. Yeah, so the just, Panthers are going to have great field position. You know, and there's such thing as worrying about who you're kicking to, but it's not doing your team a whole lot of good when you're getting kicked off, you know, punts that are 10 yards. So, you know, something that uh, I, I definitely think uh, Coach Cruz is going to have to take a look at. 
Yeah, it's uh, going to be good field position. Panthers are going to be on the campus 38-yard line. They lead 14-0. Mercer and Edwards in the backfield. Panthers shows motion to the far side of the field. Again, they give it to Edwards. He gets knocked down inside the 35 at about the 33. Uh, Dylan Edwards is the workhorse for the Panthers. Every week it seems like he's the guy. And we've got great backs. I mean, you know, Hubbard uh, is a, a fantastic running back. He just happens to be a sophomore playing behind the junior Dylan Edwards. Edwards. No, excuse me. That's Keener. Well, Doyle, that was just a little, a little flat route. No campus Colt was within 10 yards of him. He was so wide open that they, again, you gotta think about all phases of Derby football. Panthers are able to run and pass. Yeah. That was Nathaniel Keener on the play. Pitch to Edwards a little bit high, but he catches it anyway. Touchdown. <clears throat> You know, Doyle, Dylan Edwards, I think we talked to Coach Clark about that, that he's got that burst of speed. He caught that pitch at about the seven. Campus had the had the, the angle on him, and he just it was like he just turned on the jets and left the campus, young man. Yeah, it, it, he's <laughs> – I know you all, you always talk about our, our running backs over the years. You've uh, He's got it. Well, Dylan has it. But Dylan's fired up. He came sprinting down the sidelines, headbutting some of his offensive linemen. And the extra point is good. So with 2.08 to go in the first, Panthers have put another one on the board. It's now 21-7, Panthers. Well, Doyle, we, we uh, again mentioned it's Derby Junior football tonight, and uh, we've got uh, the south end zones where they've got those guys camped out. A lot of them are trying to do push-ups as the Panthers score. We're, we're, we still have two minutes left in the first quarter, and they're they're doing 21 at a time now. These kids are going to end up out of here tonight with uh, maybe some big chests and big triceps when they're done. Oh, yeah, they're going to be pumped up at the end <laughs> of the night tonight. Either that or they'll just say out of heck with it. <laughs> <laughs> but neat night for Derby Junior Football Night, a program that's been around here forever. We, we, uh, we think that uh, at, at halftime we're going to have Scott Carroll the Derby Junior football president up here talking to us a little bit about the program and doing a program that's near and dear to your and I's heart. We've been involved in that, you know, since uh, we're getting old now, but we were involved in that program for many, many years. Yeah, and it's it's they've got a crew of people now that just, I mean, it just never misses a beat. They go right on, you know, it doesn't matter who's running them, running it. Uh, they've done a good job for, what, since 1967, something like that. Simmons will be kicking off again. <clears throat> end over end, still coming down. Garrett Denning, and he dropped the ball a little bit. He who hesitates, and uh, that gave the Panthers an extra step or two, so they knock him down hard at about the 15-yard line. And he got tattooed again. And Doyle, You know, the opening kickoff, as we said, you know, you can pick on Big Brother a lot. And they, they ran it back, and Big Brother now is retaliating. And the Panthers of uh, three times in a row stopped campus from inside the, the 20. Yeah, it's it's the ball's on about the, oh, it looks like the 16. So in, anytime you can stop a kickoff and hold them 
less than the 20-yard line, I think that's a victory for the special teams. And so far, except for that opening kickoff, Panthers have done just that. Again, Johnson's a quarterback. Pitch to Buckles. He gets to the outside. He's going to pick up five, and he's going to get knocked out hard short of the 30-yard line. So nice run by Remy Buckles. Now, that was a nice run. I didn't think he was going to be able to hit the edge like he did. It looked like the Panthers had strung him out. But give the young man credit. He hit the edge and picked up the first down. Ryan Murph on the hit for the Panthers. It's going to be a first down all the way out to the 20, looks like 27-yard line. Panthers lead 21-7. Clock has stopped. There's a just under two minutes Stopped because he went out of bounds. Again, a lot of scoring tonight in the first quarter. First and 10. And on a misdirection, picks up probably five yards on first down. That was Denning. And again, that's what the flex is, is predicated on. A lot of misdirection, a lot of quick hitters, trying to keep guys confused. A lot of things going on with offensive line in the flex bone, and, you know, you just got to fight it off and uh, stay assignment sound. Well, what I've seen so far, we're in, you know, minute and a half to go in the first quarter. What I've seen out of the campus Colts is their offense can move the ball. You know, they, they, they have done a little bit of – we haven't stuffed them. No, good good running back, good quarterback. Uh, that uh, makes the difference. And a pitch to Denning. He was the motion man. He gets hit hard after picking up, I'm going to guess, a couple of yards, so it's going to be third and about four. Well, what you're seeing out of campus right now is a lot of scrap. I mean, you're seeing, you know, yeah, you're 0-5, but this is a scrappy bunch of kids, and uh, they're fighting for everything here uh, tonight. Third down, four yards to go, under a minute to go in the first quarter. Panthers lead 21-7 over the campus Colts. Pretty good crowd tonight. Campus brought a pretty good crowd. There's a good home crowd for sure. A beautiful night for football. Third down and four. Back to pass goes Johnson. Panthers intercepted. Look, Yes, they did intercept it. He threw into double coverage, and we picked it off. Well, again, you can't throw that. They tried to hit that same pass play they overthrew earlier. It's just a post route. And, but you can't throw it to double coverage against a team like Derby and expect to come out on top. Looked like Caden Rojas on the interception for the Panthers. Panthers are going to have it out on their own 42-yard line. Well, we've got a penalty marker now. We'll see what, what's going on with, with that. Yeah, it looks like our defense is coming back out, so Panthers may think it's going to be against them. Might be, you know, it might be roughing the passer or something. I, I I don't know what else it could be. And that's what it is, is roughing the panther passer against the Panthers. So what looked like an interception now turns into a campus first down. And, Joel, that's uh, going to put the ball at about the 48-yard line of the Colts. You know, we've been doing this broadcast a long time. 20 seasons, and I'll bet I've seen more roughing the passer calls this year than in the prior 19. We've, right. we've had two or three of them this year. And you know that may be the thing. Every year the officials, they, they have things they want to slow down, and that may I, be one of the I, things that, hey, this year we're going to really watch that and 
probably a, a good decision. Yeah, I didn't see it, so I, but we've, we've seen the penalty quite a bit. Going to be first and 10 regardless on the Panther 40. It looks like 48-yard line. And they let the clock run out, so Panthers are going to lead this one 21-7 after the first quarter. This, this is Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. Well, we're back at Panther Stadium where Derby's leading 21-0. We're going into the second quarter. And, uh, you know, so far, uh, you know, campus has moved the ball. There's been some explosive runs uh, by the Panthers. There, there's, there was an explosive kickoff to start the game. And so, you know, we've seen 28 points in the first quarter. Well, and again, I think that's uh, something the Panthers just started the evening slow. And you saw the adjustment on the last three kickoff the Panthers made. Now you're seeing a campus team that's showing here there move the football near to midfield and at the near side corner for the panthers now is uh uh jameer clemens and on a keeper the quarterback gets hit from the back side somebody jumped in there really quick oh it was andon carpenter oh, good to see andon back in the ball game he, he didn't even act like anything had hurt him he caught the quarterback really before he could get started well again lots on line Philadelphia, Detroit, Austin, Denver, Las Vegas, Houston, Oklahoma City, Dallas, Anaheim, Chicago, and many more. Again, we love hearing about the online listeners. Uh, you know, you can see it so many ways. You can listen to this ball game. Once a Panther, always a Panther. No doubt. Second down and 10. Straight ahead to Buckles. He gets two, maybe three. On first down. Going to give him two, so it's going to be third down and eight from midfield. You know, Mark and these guys make it so easy to, to listen to the broadcast. You can say, hey, Alexa, play uh, KDKQ FM. It'll come on. You can use the – there's a lot of postcards going around with QR codes on them that you can scan on your phone. I mean, all kinds of reasons. So if you're a Panther fan, you got to tell your friends and family and say, hey, there's no reason not to listen to, to your hometown or just some high-quality uh, high school football in Derby. Third down, eight. Panthers lead 21-7. 10.40 to go. First, second quarter. On a keeper. Oh, wow. That, that, he was down. I know he was down, but the ball came loose. Johnson was just laid out. Well, Miles Warris just put a hit on him. I, I'm telling you, it, it was a brutal hit. You see a lot of hits in football. And Miles Wash came around from his linebacker spot. And, and I said earlier, tattooed, that was a tattoo. I mean, that was just an incredible hit by Wash. Yeah, the, the young man for campus, after he was hit, he hit the turf and bounced up about a foot. I mean, give the young man credit that he could get up after that hit. Fourth down and four. 
going to try to pull Panthers off. Another timeout, I believe, or maybe it's their first timeout. The, the scoreboard says they've got three, so campus takes a timeout. The first time, they just let the clock run and took a five-yard penalty. Well, and we talked earlier about Dylan Edwards' college highlight film. That'll that'll be one that, you know, it'll, it'll just go over and over and over on what Miles Wash did. Colleges will love to see it. There used to be a video out every year that the Panthers had put together of big hits. and Boy, that would be the one that would lead off mine and probably be shown two or three times in between because, uh, you know, if you watch a lot of football, that was uh, a ferocious hit, totally legal, no flags, just, uh, you know, you're in my space and, and I don't want you here. Well, and, and this time out, I mean, maybe it gave uh, the quarterback – Brody Johnson, maybe it gives him a little time to clear his head because he, he was hit. That was as brutal a hit as I've seen in a long time. No question. Doyle, I'm glad you're up here tonight. I know we, we kind of headed up on the elevators here. and You were kind of getting lost between the first and second floor, and I had to turn around and find you, and I couldn't figure out if you were just pushing buttons to mess with the young kids or you were lost. Uh, probably a little of both. <laughs> you want to know the truth. Again, we're just so happy to be in this new stadium uh, Facilities here in Derby are just uh, top rate. Fourth down and looks like about five. Again, the play clock's got plenty of time on the play clock. And there's a a penalty marker. I, I don't know what it would be. The play clock had 20 seconds. I we'll wait and see what the yeah, official call. I couldn't hear the exact call, but I was trying to count. It looked to me at one time like there was 12 men on the field. But, again, we, we do have speakers. It just was really hard to hear the, the microphone on the white hat. Yeah, that could be. They could have had 12 players on the field, but uh, it's hard to say. Anyway, Dylan Edwards standing back on his own well, it looks like about the 17, 18-yard line. Again, so far, campus is netted about 10 yards per punt. Now they're going to run with it a little bit. He's going to get hit and dropped at about the 46-yard line. I, I think what he was trying to do is do one of those running kicks and decided to run with it. And he lost four yards on the play. So, again, the punting game for campus so far tonight is atrocious at best. Yeah, it's, it's – uh, yeah, it hasn't done well. so. And, and I agree with you, Doyle. I think the way he caught the punt was like, I'm going to take off, and if it's there, I'll run. Otherwise, I'm going to try and do a running punt. Man, it, it did not fool the Panthers. Panthers have trips to the near side. Again, Thatcher and Edwards in the backfield. Panthers lead 21-7, 9.40 to go here in the half. Back to pass. Got Drake Thatcher wide open. 10-5, touchdown, Panthers. Again, too easy that time. I was pointing to you that Thatcher had cut across the middle and there wasn't a campus cold around him. It was just easy. Brother to brother, twin to twin that time. Panthers strike again for a six points. Doyle, that was a nice pass by uh, Mercer Thatcher to his brother Drake. Well, it, it, he caught it in stride. I mean, it was a perfect pass. and uh, Drake went in motion. And he went went in motion, just cut right, ran a post route, wide open. And the extra point is good, so the Panthers now lead in just a few seconds, one play. They now lead 
with 9.37 to go in the half. And I don't know how as a defensive back you don't pick up a body like Drake Thatcher. He's 6'4", 6'5", he was just untouched. He was wide open. And, you know, sometimes that's a tough pass play to make when you look up and you go, wow, he is so wide open. You, you tend to overthrow it, but caught in stride that time. Well, the guy receiving it says, boy, I'm so wide open. I can't drop this. Well, we got a second. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businesses. The Derby Recreation Center, the Federated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Derby Public Library, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, Derby Overhead, Diamondback Total Lawn Care, Fidelity Bank, Derby Nutrition, and Fisher Media. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on the Live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. I don't want to get a lot of scoring. We got 9.37 to go before half. Panthers lead 28-7. It reminds me of last week. A lot of scoring went on in uh, the last two ball games for Derby. It's just kind of a knuckleball, and it gets out of bounds, so campus is going to have their best field position to start a drive tonight. Should be out on about the 35-yard line, so that's where they'll start. Panthers defense, and, and again, we see Andon Carpenter. He's not showing any signs of uh, – Whatever ailed him, you know, a while back, which is good. Andon is—he's uh, just had a tremendous start to the year. A very tough kid. I had to chuckle again. Simmons, not—not uh, not the kind of kick he wanted, but you know, Coach calls him kicker all the time. That's—he's called his kickers that forever. And Coach Clark was clear on the other end, so kicker got to come off all by himself and not get chewed on that time. First and 10 from the 35. Campus has two wideouts to the far side. Again, a little bit of a different set. They pitch it back to Bowen. He's going to get hit at about the line of scrimmage. He might get forward progress a half yard, maybe a yard. Well, and again, four Panthers all around the football when he tried to get outside. Doyle, one thing I've picked up on this defense we graduated a lot of linebackers last year, a lot of defensive backs. This is a, a very aggressive Panther defense. Yeah, they are playing very aggressive. And three of the linebackers are juniors. One is a senior. He's, uh, he's having a good year. He's the only senior, and he played quite a bit last year. So he's kind of he might be kind of the captain of that group. They're very physical. They are very physical. Second nine. Again, they give it to Bowen. He gets hit hard and spins out to about the 40, so it's going to be third down and five. Panthers lead 28-7, 8.30 to go in the half. Again, Bowen, not a very big kid, but this, uh, this young man's taking a couple of big hits tonight. Panther linebackers have, have been playing They've been playing pretty hard so far, and and that means our front three is taking care of uh, pretty much taking care of campuses because that gives the linebackers room to roam. That's that's what sets those linebackers up. The table set by that uh, defensive line. 
in on a keeper in a pitch. Quick flag. 40. There's a big flag. I'm going to guess it might be holding. Where that, where that flag was thrown out, I would have to guess it's a holding call. We'll see, but it came in very quickly just as the play got underway. We'll, we'll see what the call is. If, if, if it's against campus, it'll move it back probably 10 yards. If it's not against campus, they'll probably decline. Well, they you got can out. usually tell the players usually tell the story. It seems like campus immediately started walking backwards with their heads down. It's going to go against campus. Yeah, it looks like it now. A chop block. And that, you know, Kevin, that may be one of those emphasis things. I was just going to say, we saw, we've now seen that called three or four times this year. Several times where, you know, you never seen it, or at least we didn't. So that moves it back, looked like 15 yards. So it's going to be third down 20. That, that's a good call to make, too. I mean, chop blocks is, is a dangerous block for uh, at this level of football. When you get to a certain level from about youth, a little over youth, middle school up, that's a that's a, a penalty that can really hurt somebody. If I don't misunderstand, it's one guy hitting high and one guy hitting low, and that can hurt somebody. Back to pass, a little bit of a screen pass to Bowen. He gets to the outside. He's going to get a first down and more. Gets out close to the midfield stripe. He got hit hard out there by, looked like it was Brian Murph. Well, if Murph doesn't make that tackle, uh, he's going to take it to the to the house. Uh, now it looks like Jaden Metzger is the guy that maybe made that tackle. But, well, again, if he doesn't make that tackle, it's going to go the opposite way. As many Panthers were in the backfield, that's what you see on those screen plays. You brush block the defensive line. They come through thinking, I got a sack. You find that guy just hiding in that second level, and he picks up big yardage. First and 10 after that big run. Straight ahead. Got a different different back in there now. It's Christian Seacard, six foot 183. He picks up probably five on first down, maybe a little more. He's going to have to come out for a play. His helmet came off at, uh, during the play. And Doyle, well, again, this is a scrappy campus team. These guys, there's no quit in them. It's going to be second four. 6.35 left. Panthers lead 28-7. I'd, I'd be interested to see the time of possession uh, for this half. I would say campus has had it. Panthers have scored quick. So I would say campus has had it way more than than uh, Derby has. Give it straight up the middle. Again, it looks like looks like Buckles. He was hit by a couple of the linebackers. One of them, Miles Wash, had a little help in there from Cole Mitten. Uh, Coach Weisberg talked about that pregame a little bit. That this campus offense, he goes, you, you know, throw out that 0 5 record because these guys are putting points on the board and they do enough things that, that just keep you off guard. I got to, I mean, you, you look at these guys, they have got hit so hard tonight and they pop right back up. They're ready for the next uh, whistle. Third down, and this has got to be four down territory. Third down and one for, for the Colts. Straight ahead. I don't know that he got it. I don't think he did. I think he was stacked up pretty quickly, and officials called uh, called the play dead. Uh, 
before any more damage could be done. Fourth down, he might have lost a half yard. It's going to be fourth down and about oh, a little over a yard. Hey, any doubt what they're going to do here? I mean, Campus's punt team has been atrocious tonight. Fourth down inside the, the Panther territory. I, I just say you got to go for it. Fourth down and about a yard and a half. Panthers lead 28-7. 4.50 to go in the half. Pitch back to the tailback. He gets outside of the contain. He's going to get down to about the 25-yard line. So, campus is on a move, on the move. Man, it wasn't anything fancy. It was just a pitch to the to the near side. It was a, it was going to who's can Derby set the edge or am I going to get to the edge? And for campus, that's a couple times tonight that he he is beating our guys out and picked up big first down yardage. Yeah, that's exactly right. They're beating us to the edge. First down on the 23 of the Panthers. Clock moving. Well, it stopped. I guess the play did go out of bounds. It's 28-7, 4.40 to go in the half. Panthers lead. Just a pitch to Bowen. Panthers played that one really well. And he got away from two Panthers and picked up. That was all on Bowen. Oh, Bowen made a nice run there. It's a tough young kid. And Panthers had him wrapped up for, for no gain whatsoever. And somehow he comes out with a few yards. Yeah, he got away from two or three Panthers on the far side of the field and uh, picked up, looks like, four on first down. Yeah, you see Bowen. He, I mean, young man shows pretty good speed. He, I mean, he's a, he's a gamer. <clears throat> Again, 28-7, went out of bounds, 429, clock stopped. They give it straight ahead, and again, I think it was Christian Seacard. He got nowhere. Now the middle, the middle uh, for the Panther defense has been pretty tight tonight. All the luck that campus has had is getting the edge. I mean, it's a it's a running game, and see if we can get outside on you. Inside game uh, with our with our front three has been pretty tough. Yeah, campus has uh, used the misdirection well. They've used uh, uh, just a pitch to the outside and let the uh, Slot man, race him to the corner. I never thought I'd say it, but I think campus runs the flex better than Hutchinson does. Third down and about seven. I don't see a flag. What do we got, a timeout? And it looked like the Panthers were going to jump off sides when they didn't get them to draw. They ended up calling a timeout, uh, probably a smart timeout uh, by campus. Panthers lead this with 28-7. It, it's, you know, campus has shown that they can move the football on the Panther defense. And my goodness, Kevin, Panther defense last two or three games has just been phenomenal. Well, and again, that was what Coach Wietrich talked about. He says, you know, everybody keeps saying, hey, you're playing an 0-5 team, and this is going to happen. That's going to happen. He goes, I've watched them on tape enough to know that it's a potent offense. And as I said, I, you know, we watched back-to-back weeks of the flex, and, and Hutch was the first guys. Hutch and Heights probably that were running a lot of flex. You look at this, and uh, campus is running a very tight flex bone tonight and pulling it off very well. 
Yeah, and, and again, they're like you said earlier, their games have been pretty much to the outside. That between the tackles, have been pretty tough. And uh, I think I think uh, uh, Panthers are going to adjust, make some adjustments at halftime. I'm sure uh, that's what these guys are good at. They they've got it. They've got coaches here in the booth, and, and uh, they probably make some adjustments on the fly, but they'll make the big adjustments at halftime. And they're they're good at that. Looks like Sam Sane is in the ball game now, too. Third down and about seven for campus. And again, a pitch to the outside. This time it's fumbled. Panthers all over. It's going to be fourth down and ten. Well, the ball hit the ground. Campus was very lucky that they hung on to it. Again, you make a mistake like that against the Panther, defense is aggressive. They were all over for a big loss. It's Caden Rojas. On the coverage over there, he, you know, once once the uh, tailback or slot back dropped the football, then he was all over. It's going to be fourth down now, and it looks like well, fourth and about nine. Well, I think they're going to try a field goal here, Noel. Let's see what happens, but. You know, and I'm looking, I think the Panthers may have burned a timeout there. The official was trying to call it, and I think he was calling, I think he forgot what the game he was refereeing because he was calling golden something. And But anyway, there was a timeout used by the Panthers, and campus is going to set up for a field uh, goal here. It should be about a 40-yarder. Going to be right at 40 yards from the far hash. Now it's 39. He moved it up a yard. And we know this young man from, from that he can kick. We saw his kickoff go well into the end zone uh, after the first touchdown. Aiden Hess is going to attempt the field goal. It's a 39-yarder. I don't think he'll get that one. It's going to be low and left. So Panthers are going to take over. I'm going to say they're going to take over at about the 24 with 319 left, and they lead 28-7. Uh, Miles Wash nearly blocked it. We had him and another Panther in it. They were uh, probably hurried that kick greatly, and it just and, and and you know when you fill guys in there looking like they're going to block it, you kick those low ones. You're you're like, hey, I got to get this thing off and kick it hard, and that ball never had a chance. Yeah, they'll take over at the twenty. The kick uh, kick went into the end zone. If it hadn't went in the end zone, it might have stayed where the line of scrimmage was. But since it went into the end zone. Uh, it comes out to the 20, so that's where the Panthers will have it. With 319 left, they lead 28-7. They're on their own 20-yard line. Back to pass. Thatcher got a man over the middle. Caught. Great catch out there by Brock Zerger. Well, Brock oh. Zerger. Oh, that's not Brock. That's oh, Brock yeah, it was Brock. That's Brock Zerger. And, and we had heard that Brock Zerger, who's our backup quarterback, was going to get into a little bit of the receiving game. Nice pitch and catch that time from number one quarterback to number two quarterback. Well, I thought I read the wrong name on the roster. Back to pass again. Now Thatcher pulls it down, throws it out to Edwards out in the flat. 20. Still on his feet. <laughs> it's going to get knocked out at about, looks like about the 13. <laughs> I think Dylan said, hey, coach, if we're making call, uh, college highlight tape tonight, here, let me give you a couple more, Dad. That was, a, again, just an incredible run by Dylan Edwards, but it looks like some of it may come back on a penalty. Well, it, it looked penalty like- markers laying on the far sideline. 
and it looked like a uh, definite run-pass option for the Panthers. Looks like blocking the back by the Panthers. Well, that's too bad because it negates a really nice run by Dylan Edwards. But, Doyle, going back to that Brock Zerger, you know, that's something you and I saw. I think it was Tuesday night's practice. We saw that. And I think you'd even ask Coach Clark, who is that? It's It was old Brock Zerger. Yeah, like I said, I thought I'd read the read the wrong number, but uh, it sure looked like 12. And uh, uh, Well, again, you want your good athletes on the field, so great coaching job by the uh, – Derby coaching staff. That was a good pitch and catch by Zerger and Mercer. Back to pass again. Mercer got a guy open. It's going to be a touchdown, Panthers. Wow. I'm telling you what, Doyle, after week two, you and I were talking about where's the passing game. It has come alive the last two weeks. Caden Brown on the touchdown reception. You know, we've seen now uh, consecutive weeks, we've seen catches in stride for touchdowns. So if there's any question, if Mercer Thatcher – has the, the passing game down, he does. That's, uh, I, I like, I like, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not a coach, but I like Ozerger out there at wide receiver. He looked, he made a real good catch and a good run with it. Extra point is up and it's good. So with 240 left in the half, Panthers extend their lead to 35 7 on a couple, three good pass plays. And you know what, Kevin, people's going to have to respect that now. Uh, you you got to respect that greatly. And you got to respect that Brock Zerger's in that in the chorus. Cool. What else? What other wrinkles do you have? You can put Zerger in motion, pitch the ball to him. He can throw out of that. I mean, there's so many things. If you're an opposing coach, you got to be looking at this Panther offense and going, oh, my gosh, how do we stop Dylan Edwards? And if Dylan comes out, we put in Hubbard. And Hubbard comes out. They go to the two-back offense. They can do so many different things. And then you throw in Mercer Thatcher throw into that many weapons, it makes this Derby Panther offense pretty potent. Panthers are going to be kicking off again with 240 left in the half. They are they are leading. 35-7. And uh, Campus scored their lone touchdown on a 90-plus yard kick re- kickoff return since then. But, you know, Campus has showed some life. They, they've showed some life on offense. Well, and again, I'm watching Campus's body motion. I'm not seeing these slouch and shoulders. I'm not seeing anything like that. We saw that at Salina a few weeks ago. We saw yeah. Salina South, and, I mean, it was a it was a given that they were they were whooped. And right now, Campus sure isn't showing that. They're, not, show, they're not showing that. High end over end is going to come down at about the five. It's Denning. He's going to get out and hit short of the 20. They'll probably get him progress out close to the 20. It's going to be first 10 from there. Well, again, I know Coach Clark talked quite a bit about Simmons uh, tonight uh, in the booth. And this is a young man that's, uh, as we said, he's he, all soccer all week, comes out on Friday nights and kicks for us the, the last three weeks. Let's call it what it is. He's probably kicking the football as much as he does the soccer ball. Yeah, he's uh, – Coming, going into this game, he was 28 for 28 for this year. And, and I, happened to, I happened to check him out. His high school career, he's 100. Coming into tonight's game, he was 161 out of 171. Well, now campus is going to get uh, charged with a penalty on that kick return. So the ball is going to be taken back to about the 11-yard line. Doyle, hey, the wheels are starting to come off for the Colts here tonight. Well, it's it's 
with 234 to go in the first half. And again, uh, we, we've, well, now they move it back close to the nine yard line. So it's going to be first, I guess, first 10 from just, just between the nine and the 10. Yeah. And that's, uh, again, a tough, uh, tough hill to climb. They pitch it out to Bowen. He cuts inside our, our linebacker. Then he gets dragged down out there hard. It looked like Minton, and it was Cole Minton on the tackle. Well, and Doyle, when they're running out of the flex, and that's not any. There was no misdirection. It's just quarterback turning around and, and pitching the ball quickly to the uh, to the slot back. And you know, he, that that time he couldn't find the edge. But that's uh, again nothing fancy that campus is doing. Again, our, our inside LBs are uh, Wash and Minton, and uh, they they all four of our backers have done a good job. And again, Minton, the only one that really saw a lot of action last year. Second eight. Again, Johnson, the quarterback, this time he keeps it. He's knocked down. Looked like Carpenter, Andon Carpenter on the tackle. So now it's third down and long. Clock moving, 125, Panthers lead 35-7, and we've got a timeout. And, and I, I I was hearing one of our spotters, John, was up here saying timeout derby, and I agreed with him, but uh, somehow they didn't uh, stop the clock for quite a while, so we'll see if they put seconds back on or uh, what they do there. 123 left. Ah, yeah, here they come, I hear them saying the PA addresser saying, please reset the clock, so we'll see where they go to. But I know John was telling us that uh, at least five seconds, maybe ten before it happened. We'll see what they reset it to. I think the Panthers are just want the 142. Wow. That's a, there, you knew, didn't you, John? <laughs> but, you know. Well, I kept hearing John say, timeout derby, timeout derby. And, you know, I kept looking, well, the clock's moving. But, you know, officials uh, turned around and got it right. Now it's back to 140. So that's where it sets after the timeout. Panthers lead 35-7. Campus has it third down and eight. Back to pass. Johnson picked off. He's going to get to the near side. He may score. Touchdown, Panthers. Wow. And, I, and I mean, it was just set up that time for the Panthers. Uh, there was no question he was going to pick it. It was just going to be if he's going to score. Dayton Rojas on the pick six for the Panthers. Yeah, you can't throw the ball in the middle of the field and lob it up there when you got three green helmets around it. And Rojas picks it off and follows a couple of blocks and, uh, Within just a few seconds, Panthers are back up on the board. Lead now, 41-7. to Panthers are starting to extend their lead. They're starting to, they're starting to impress their will on campus, as they do with so many teams. And there's a penalty marker on the play. I don't know if it's I think campus jumped off sides. Looked like campus might have jumped off sides. We'll see what the call is. We're about ready to see that. Now they may get the Panthers. Well, they are. They're going to say a Panther move. So 
Just makes the uh, extra point just a little bit longer for Simmons. Didn't see the Panther move, but you can definitely see the Colts uh, react. He's kicking the extra point from the 15-yard line. So in it, essentially, it's a 25-yard boot. And it looks I'll wait on, and it's good. Right down Broadway. My goodness, he hit that one good. Well, give Thatcher a ton of credit because he, he was able to, to, to pick the snap up off the ground, get it down, and again, a couple of, of Wiley veterans, if you will, uh, not getting excited about it. Simmons just takes his time, and he easily kicks that uh, there, there's, extra there's, point. There's so much that Simmons has refined since his sophomore year. I mean, he's – He's just real smooth out there on the extra points, and it doesn't see he doesn't seem to get excited if it's a little bit of a low snap or a high snap. Uh, so he he's and and again those three work together: Hamlin, Thatcher, Simmons. You know that they're, they're they work together to get that down pat. Well, you look at a kid like Simmons, and I I gotta be completely honest, I don't follow the the. The soccer team is, I mean, I do. I always want to see how they do, but I don't go to practices like we do the football. I don't go watch a bunch of games. I know he's a good soccer player, but that's well, a kid that uh, could easily have a future kicking the ball somewhere at the next level. Yeah, I, I believe I believe that. I certainly believe that. This is a young man that could have a future if he chose to. He may have a good soccer future. So, What a luxury to have uh, – couple options when you graduate absolutely panthers lead 42 7 128 left high end over ends coming down at about the five it's denning he gets hit really hard at the 12 or 13 oh my goodness again just uh, i don't know how these kids are getting up from some of these hits because he was just leveled on that kick i think it was i think it was kate shelton on the hit. Okay, uh, yeah, it was Kate Sheldon, and I'll, I'll tell you what, it was another. We, we were just getting some hits out here tonight that are just jarring, and that was just a stop me in my tracks and lay me out hit. What do they call them? Slobber knockers? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Man, that was, wow, he got hit really, really hard. But he, you know, he got back up. He's, it was, like, it was like, uh, like the Wiley Coyote running into a brick wall. That was that was quite a hit. Straight ahead. Buckles. And then Carpenter on the stop for the Panthers. Yeah, it, it's uh we've just seen some highlight real hits tonight by uh the guys in green. Panthers in the green helmets, green jerseys, and black pants tonight. Nice uh, color combination for Derby Junior football night. Second down. Yeah, there's a lot of the youngsters out there in that south end zone in the bleachers. They they are filling her up. Second down nine for campus. Pitch to the outside. Panthers play this one very nicely. Denning stopped. Looked like Miles Wash in there. Cole Minton in on the stop. Good play. And I think uh, campus would be uh... – quite content to let the clock run out here and uh, get into halftime and try and regroup. Yes, I, I would say they would be, yeah. But, and I don't think they're going to run another play. 
Now, the ball's down deep in your own territory, and things really haven't gone your way much uh, here in the first half. Uh, only success really Campus has had so far was an opening kickoff that they took to the house uh, to score the, the points. Since then, Derby defense has done a pretty good job of shutting them down. And that's going to – they're going to run – get a play. Ball's on the ground. Touchdown, Panthers. Wow, just like that. Campus puts the ball on the ground. Derby scoops it up and scores. With one second left on the clock. Wow. I, I mean, again, how can things go any worse if you're, if you're campus? That, on that, that was Roman Boat for the Panthers. Wow. You, you know, you're sitting there looking, going, hey, I'll just get one more playoff and see what happens. The ball hits the ground. Bowden scoops it up. And now you find yourself down 48 to seven with the kick to, to follow. So going into half, Panthers are going to have a huge lead. Yeah, it's going to be a long half. I think it might be about a 20-minute job. Uh, I'm thinking that uh, we're going to have a guest up here tonight, which is uh, I think it's uh, uh, going to be nice to have a guest, have somebody come up to talk to, and he's going to talk a little bit about the new football program in Derby. The extra point was good. It's now 49-7, and that ends the first. Man, that was a couple of scores quickly that uh, you know I don't think campus was ready for that. I don't even know why they ran a play. I didn't think they were going to run a play, and they ran one of those wide pitches, and uh, my goodness, Panthers were right there. They put the ball on the ground, and Bowden picks it up, scores a touchdown. Uh, we're like going to be that. delayed going into half a little bit. The Panthers went down on the field at the end of the score, so that'll slow things down. But, you know, that's about all that slowed the Panthers down here in the first half as they've uh, jumped out uh, after, again, after the opening kickoff that uh, Coach Clark and Coach DeBoer won't be super tickled about. Everything else has been pretty much Derby's way uh, since that time. I'm trying to pick up a, a player number, but there's so many people standing around him, it, it's hard to see through him. Now he's up. We'll try to pick up a number. He's walking off by himself, so that's a. I think that'll be a good sign. And uh, he's going into the locker room right now. Again, I can't. I can't get a number on him. Well, again, we're just glad that uh, he's up and. Uh, Getting off on his own uh, own abilities, and uh, hopefully it was just a cramp or something like that. But Doyle again, uh, Panthers jump to a big lead here. Uh, we lead forty nine to seven here at half. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's going to be forty nine seven, and and again that last couple of scores were just well that that will certainly uh, shock you, I guess. And here, here's what I'm seeing, Kevin. We had, we had heard that the uh, locker room was not open, but campus is going into the visitors' locker well, room. Well, and, and they were. Everything was opened up here tonight. So you see the visitors' uh, concession stands got opened up. First week we've had the visitor locker room opened up. We've got mics pumped in. So a lot of the things, that the, the, the little bugs they had to work out have been worked out. So, you know, it's nice to see this uh, beautiful stadium and all uh, facets of it operating at 100% now. You know, I, I read read the article in the paper this week, and I, I just took it that it would be another week or so before this stuff would be done, but it looks like it's done because there's nobody going into the middle school. Panthers lead this from 49-7, and uh, it's been really – campus has really done a little bit more than I thought they'd do. So, uh, you know, they for sure can move the football, but uh, Panther defense I'm sure will make some adjustments – so they lead 49-7. This is Panther football on KDKQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back.
We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105 KVKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. Derby Nutrition is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby, serving healthy meal smoothies high-quality protein, clean energy drinks, teas, and protein coffee. Derby Nutrition is located at 200 North Baltimore and can be reached at 260-5557 and on their Facebook page, Derby Nutrition and Energy. Derby Nutrition, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Tired of pesky weeds? Tender Care offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tender Care, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Derby Overhead offers a wide range of garage door services and is located at 3019 North Oliver in Derby. To set up an appointment, they can be reached at 788-8889 or at derbyoverhead.com. Derby Overhead is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Well, Granny Cletus, the new Panther Stadium looks amazing. It sure does, Mooney Pie. I love me some fall events. Go sport ball. You know, the Derby Public Library has lots of events this fall. What events are you talking about? Events for kids of all ages and adults, too. We just have to visit derbylibrary.com for all the info. Holy smokes, the library sounds like a party to me. Hey, kid, you're holding that football wrong. Let me show you how it's done. Oh, Granny. Derby Public Library. Lawn got you down? Diamondback Total Lawn Care offers services for all your lawn needs. They can be reached at 573-2267 or on their Facebook page, Diamondback Total Lawn Care. Diamondback Total Lawn Care is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186. Proud supporters of Derby Panther Football. Build Station Dinosaurs is a prehistoric experience featuring over 40 life-size, moving, and realistic dinosaurs that's thrilling, educational, and fun for the family. This September, sleep under the stars with Cretaceous Camping, Fridays and Saturdays. More information on their website, kansasdinos.com. Build Station Dinosaurs is located on the north side of Derby at 2999 North Rock Road. Build Station Dinosaurs is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Trips to the bank are now optional. At Fidelity Bank, we offer a wide range of options, including next-level digital banking. Manage your money when and where you want, from traditional in-person service to a totally online experience. We stand ready to serve by giving you the tools to control your finances your way from anywhere. Together, we move bravely onward. 
Fisher Media Company offers video, audio, graphic, and web services for churches and businesses alike. Fisher Media is a strong believer in Alive 105's mission and strategy on being a light to Derby, Kansas, and the surrounding areas. Fisher Media is a proud partner of Alive 105 and a sponsor of Derby Panther Football. KDKQ LP Derby Wichita, 105.9 FM, and worldwide at Alive105KDKQ.com. And we're back at Panther Stadium, where tonight the Panthers are leading at halftime, 49-7. And uh, Panthers have really dominated the first half. And we are we have a guest interview tonight. Uh, this guy runs the uh, youth football program. It is youth football night here at Panther Stadium. So I'm going to turn my headset over to him and let him and Kevin talk a little bit about Derby Junior football. Well, and again, we're, we're really tickled tonight to have uh, Scott Carroll come up. Uh, Scott's uh, the president of Derby Junior Football. And Scott, I, I know you kind of joined the program after I had already left, but you know, this is a program that's pretty rich in history. My, I, I'm sure, you know, my father helped start this program way back in the 60s. And Doyle and I uh, worked the program for many, many years, turned it over to guys like you and Matt List and Jimmy Queen, a bunch of good guys. Talk to us about uh, – where the program's at right now, numbers with kids we have, and what's going on with Derby Junior Football. Well, thanks for having me tonight. Uh, the numbers are actually up this year. So last year being a little crazy year, we were, we were down some with everything going on uh, uh, with COVID and such. Uh, we're up to 210 kids this year, uh, enough for two solid teams at every grade. Uh, we're kind of on the borderline of getting to a third team with some, but uh, participation is up. Uh, cheer is up this year. So it, it's real good to have the numbers back. So, and I know back in our day, you know, it was the Mid-States Football League way back. I don't know what league we're in. Uh, share with us some of the teams that we're playing now because I know we, we uh, several years ago we went to all uh, all derby. I mean, it was all the same color uniforms. Uh, when we were involved, it was blue uniforms, yellow uniforms. But uh, talk to us about some of the teams we play in our league. All right. It's still Mid-States Football. Um, some of the main teams we have, of course, Mays in there, Andover, Newton, Wellington, Winfield. Um we have uh, Wichita schools, Capen and, and Carroll are in it, fairly new to it, uh, last two or three years. Um, actually, uh, pretty proud of the uh, first year of getting new jerseys for junior football in quite a while. So we got some new reversible jerseys that the kids are very happy about wearing, and they have the opportunity to wear green and, and white. So to uh, mix it up a little bit more. Well, and I know, like I said, Coach Clark does a lot. Uh, you know, I coached middle school for a few years, and when Coach asked me to do it, he's like, Coach, it's, it's fine, man. The kids know the system because we run the same system in high school as we do in youth football. Talk to us a little bit about uh, how you guys have integrated that, making, the, making that system work so they're better Panthers when they're in high school. That, that's what it's all about, getting these boys ready for high school. So it starts at second grade um, and working through uh, sixth grade where we have them. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, we have uh, one of my former uh, assistants, Jimmy Queen, is a middle school coach. Um, I know they're all scouting the the boys coming to their school, so they're they're real anxious to see what they have coming, and knowing that they're going to have uh, some some young men and, and women who are are ready to play for them come come middle school. Well, that's awesome, and I know that you know that this program is, is based on a lot of volunteers, a lot of guys that come in and help. You know, share with us, uh, you know, you know if you can, just just what the volunteers. You're a volunteer. You got a lot of coaches out there. What it takes to really be involved in the program. Uh, it's uh, a lot of people who just love uh, football and love growing football within Derby here. So every every team has probably four or five coaches. 
practices three nights a week, a lot of coordination with the parents on getting things set. And I'll tell you what, we have a great set of coaches in all the grades, um, and they do a lot to help develop these kids. So with, with having higher numbers, um, we're working real closely with them to make sure all these kids are getting in as much as they possibly can to keep them excited about football and get them ready for high school. And that's obviously a key. We always say state championships weren't in high school, maybe not in youth football. You know, talk to us a, a little bit about the cheerleading. I know that was something that faded many years ago. And I know the last banquet I went to a few years ago, I was amazed at how many cheerleaders are out. Talk to us about who's running that and how they pull this all off. Uh, Hannah Nottingham has kind of taken that and run, and she's done a tremendous job. Um, of course, last year, like I said, everything was down a little bit, but we're up close to uh, 100 in the Derby Cheer program right now. So it is great. Um, they have uh, squads separated for each grade. I think she's looking to get a little more structure to it, set it up similar to kind of the football program where she has coaches for every one of the grades, but has a lot of assistants that help her out and make it uh, successful as well. Well, amazing. Scott, I appreciate you coming up here tonight again. Program that's near and dear to our hearts. You know, when after the many years we did the program, we were like, we want to turn it over to the next generation and guys that we know are going to be in good hands. And, you know, I know Doyle and I just talked about it at lunch today that, you know, we couldn't be happier with the job you guys are doing and what you do for this community. Well, much appreciated. Thank you for having me and thank you for all you've done to kind of get this started years ago. Well, great. Again, that was Scott Carroll, the, uh, the uh, president of Derby Junior Football, and you know we can't uh, can't thank him enough for all the the things that he's done for this program. And and really, Doyle, that's what leads to a lot of the success we're seeing in Derby now is the youth program, the middle school program. Coach Clark talked about it before the game. Uh, how how much that really phases what things are happening. You know, Kevin, I I agree 100% with you. Uh, and I think I. I didn't hear what Scott said, but I think they dumbed the offenses down for each age group. And, and like you said, by the time they get to seventh grade, most of them really know what's going on. And, and that's how you sustain a program. And I, I'm just going to say one thing real quick. I talked to somebody from Hutchinson oh, a couple of years ago, and uh, I asked him how their football program is going. Yeah, he said, it's going to be okay because it's going to be better. And I said, why? And he said, we're going to do it Clark's way. You know, so I don't know what's came of it or anything like that. That was a couple of years, and doing it Clark's way means to me they're going to start it from the youth all the way up through. Well, and well, there's no question that you know I coached middle school for four years, and that first year when I said yes, I'll do it. I don't care what coaching level you're at. It was a different offense than what I had run, a different defense than what I'd run. But Coach Clark sat down with me and told me, "Hey, I, I want to do it this way." I Fully, fully agreed with him, and I kid you not that those first couple practices, even though I tried to learn the offense, these kids that played junior football knew the plays. And, you know, I'd catch myself every now and then going, "Now you're supposed to do this." One of those guys would turn around and go, "Yeah, but Coach So and So, maybe it was Coach Queen or Coach Liston, taught me this when I was in fifth grade or sixth grade." So you got to respect that these guys are teaching the right things. Yeah, they they bailed their old coach out like I used to. <laughs> so it, it, it's a it's a good thing the youth football program is great and uh, uh, the panthers are benefiting from it and these young panthers are learning how to play football derby leads this one at halftime 49 to 7 again we want to thank scott carroll for taking the time out to come up and talk to us at halftime uh panthers have dominated this thing other than a kickoff, uh, campus really hasn't done much. So, you know, we're probably 10 minutes away from the start of the uh, 
start of the uh, second half. So right now we're going to break away. This is uh, Panther football on the Live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back. For the past 16 years, Artistic Builders has offered home building in Derby and the surrounding area. Artistic Builders offer different plans to make your dream home come true. They can be reached at 650-7536 or on their website, artistic.builders. Artistic Builders is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Since 1985, D&B Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include engine maintenance, heating and air conditioning, battery service, tires, and wheel alignment. Located at 722 North Baltimore, on the corner of K-15 and Burton and Derby, they can get you back on the road with quality and timely repair. More information on services that DNB Service Center has to offer can be seen at dnbservicecenter.com or they can be reached at 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. DNB Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991, specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and Saturdays 9 till 4. They can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Johnson & Company was founded in 1983, Offering a full range of accounting services while giving you the individual attention that you need. They are located at 325 East Madison and can be reached at 788-0555. Johnson & Company is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Live 105 and Derby Panther football. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy-efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Paz Photography specializes in family and senior portraits. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Pause Photography, or they can be reached at 631-5417. Pause Photography, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. We'd like to thank DNM Mechanical for their support of Friday Night Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24-7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, respect. DNM Mechanical, located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached 24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. 
Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. For nearly 45 years, since 1975, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States with quality construction and building services. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. You can see homes, churches, strip malls, and other buildings they built all over our community of Derby. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788-3701. Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles in Derby, Kansas. They offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 788-0514. Wilhite Automotive is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby High School athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. Well, we're back at Panther Stadium where Panthers lead 49-7. A couple quick scores uh, at the end of the first half kind of built that big lead. So, you know, we're, we're probably uh, four, about four and a half minutes away from the start of the second half. We still got a minute to go in the regular halftime then we've got the obligatory three-minute warm-up so we're about four minutes away i think kevin's got some some uh, nice stats for us well and do all the stats are going to be kind of kind of surprising to some but you and i talked about the time of possession and those things and how much really that campus had the football and i think it, it's going to bear out here first downs panthers had five in the first half campus nine Rushing yards, get this, Derby's touched the football eight times for 154 yards. Campus, 31 attempts on the ground, 95 yards. Wow. Yeah, who'd have thunk it? And here's the, here's the big one for the Panthers. It's really broke out tonight. Passes, four for four for the Panthers, 152 yards. Campus, one for three for just 24 yards. Total yardage in the first half, Panthers, 306 campus 119 wow yeah well campus has shown they can move the football on the ground but uh you know we had a pick six and then a fumble recovery uh right towards the end of the half which kind of you know that made put 14 up so it was 35 7 at that time so the Panthers uh they used a couple of opportunities to score late in the second half well and have your average yards per play this tells that story of why campus had the ball so much had more first downs. Average yards per play, Derby, nearly 26 yards per play. Campus, just three and a half yards per play. Tells a lot of the story. Campus, of course, has one turnover. Third down conversions, Derby hasn't had any. Fourth down conversions, Derby hasn't had any. Campus, four for 11 on third down, two for four on fourth down. Yeah, Panthers, they, they've just had big plays. Of course, they had a couple of defensive scores, too, but they've lived off of big plays and and I'll bet you, I don't know if you have that figure, the time of possession, but uh, I'll bet it's well in favor of uh, the Colts. Well, individual stats, again, Mercer, Thatcher, 
can't be better. Four for four, 152 yards here in the first half. On the receiving end, Caden Brown, one for 53. Drake Thratcher, one for 46. Brock Zerger, one for 37. And Nate Keener, one for 16. Yeah, you can't hardly do any better than, than four for four. And uh, the, the, the Panther coaching staff, at least on the offensive side, they've been wanting to get that passing game and get it broke out. So, you know, because it, it's going to be a big deal later on in the season. And, and I think tonight is just the start of that. Well, and Coach Clark obviously came out wanting to establish a passing game, which he's done tonight. Again, uh, Thatcher, four for 452 yards. So Dylan Edwards, just five touches on the ground in the first half, 97 yards. Mercer Thatcher, three touches for 57 yards. Again, Panthers amassed 306 total yards of offense in the first half, hold campus to just 119. And Doyle, that big stat we love to see. Panthers lead 49 to seven here at the half. Yeah, it's it's uh, we'd probably be looking probably be looking at a running clock here at some point in the second half. Well, and real quick while we have time to a couple of scores of interest, one that uh, we we will face in the next two weeks. Mays leads camp or leads Mays South 21 to nothing at halftime. Slide of South and Hutch no score on that one yet. Um, I think I saw a couple other ones here. Bishop Carroll and Cape and Battle of the Holy Wars tonight uh, in Wichita knotted up 14 all at half. You and I talked about that today that uh, we figured that'd be a, a heck of a ball game. Yeah, it's four and one Bishop Carroll against uh, five and zero oh Capen, and, and uh, you know they, that's a battle. It doesn't matter. You throw records. That's one of those you throw records out the window when those guys play. And it's knotted up, so it's probably a very good. I'm I'm a little surprised at the Bay's Bay's South score. Yeah, that's a that's a little bit of a surprise, but again. That's one of those ball games that, uh, you know, I think you and I said, well, probably May South's the better team this year. But, uh, again, you're, you got an in-town rivalry, uh, throw everything out. Yeah, I think Panthers, I don't think, I know the Panthers are going to get the ball to start the second half because uh, uh, campus had that opening kickoff for a score. So it will be interesting to see how long Coach Clark has his starters on the, on the field. Kicking off for campus, it looks like, is Aiden Hess. He's a 6'2", 175-pound senior. Back deep is Hubbard, and on the near side is Edwards. Well, we know we know that uh, Hess has a tremendous leg. We've seen him kick the ball deep into the end zone a couple of times. Again, Edwards and Hubbard, they're standing on about the 10-yard line. That ball's going in the end zone, and I, you know, I have to, I, and I shouldn't laugh, but uh, uh, Mr. Edwards, he, he's a little bit frustrated. He didn't get a return it, return that ball, and, and he liked that competitiveness. That's just a competitor. Uh, we said the one, the one long touchdown Edwards had. He came sprinting down the sidelines, headbutting some of his teammates. And Coach Clark's talked about that. He's the locker room guy. He's the guy that keeps everyone pumped up. And, you got to like this kid. Starters are out. The second half, Edwards and Thatcher in the backfield. They give it to Edwards. Big hole. Gets to the outside. He's going to score unless the angle gets it. He's going to score. Just <laughs> like that. And, you know, I'm with you. He got through the middle, and the angle was huge on him. And, and I thought, there is no way. And it's like Edwards looked over his shoulder and just goes, 
how fast do I have to run? Because I'm going to outrun you to take this one to the house. Panther score on the opening touch of the second half. You can uh, chalk up 80 more yards on his 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 total tonight because that was just a super run by Dylan Edwards. Well, that puts him already at about 165 yards on the night. So, you know, very quickly, Edwards strikes here in the second half. Campus had uh, one guy I thought might get him at an angle, but after he got about – to the 40 of campus that guy wasn't catching him either he's uh he's just he's just got a lot of speed and he uses it well we got a well we got a minute tonight's broadcast of derby panther football on live 105 kdkq 105.9 fm is sponsored in part by these great local derby business the derby recreation center federated builders derby junior football the derby informer Derby Public Library, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, Derby Overhead, Diamondback Total Lawn Care, Fidelity Bank, Derby Nutrition, and Fisher Media. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on the Live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Again, we thank all those sponsors. They're the guys that bring these broadcasts to you every Friday night without their support. And, uh, and Mark and Christopher, those the guys at uh, KDKQ, uh, we wouldn't be here. So uh, we appreciate all of them greatly. Looks like Denning is back deep along with, well, I can't can't see the number. Might, it might be Bowen. I'm not real sure. Simmons. End over end, coming down at about the six to Bowen. He gets out to the 20, just close to the 20. He's going to get knocked down at about maybe the 18, 19-yard line. Uh, we're in the running clock, so, well, they stopped it. So, we should be in the running clock situation here, but, oh, we got a player down. So, that may be part of it. We'll see. He's, he's up and hobbling off. It looks like Cole Minton. Hopefully, it's just... Looks like he's going to try to walk it off. It looks like he's got that ankle already heavily taped. He might be done for the night. First and 10 from about the 18. Straight ahead. Going to pick up seven or eight on first down. Those Christian Seacard. We got another Panther kind of limping around on the field, so you don't want to start the second half with uh, guys getting ankles and and just silly injuries. Looks like it's DJ Spring is the one's kind of got a little bit of a limp. He might be he might be the replacement for Cole Mitt because Mitt's on the sideline. He kind of come off a little bit. Hoblin. Second two for the Colts. To give it straight ahead, he's going to get close to a first down, but I'm not sure he's going to get the first down. Yes, he did get it. They gave him pretty good progress out to the 29. Well, I think we've already kind of we, – we've moved some players in and out already is what we're seeing on yeah, defense. We're, we're starting to take out some of our starters – 
Samuel Same came off. Panthers lead 56 to 7. And it is, well, I'm not sure it's a moving clock or not. Well, and I, and we've got several new Panthers in the ball game. So Coach Clark is, uh, when we jumped up to the, to the touchdown on the opening drive, he's obviously pulled a lot of his defensive guys out. First and 10, and it is, I'm pretty sure it is a running clock. On a reverse, up the middle goes Bowen. He's going to outrun a lot of the Panthers. He finally gets knocked down inside the Panther 20 yard line. Yes, I, this, from what I've seen, I think the coach went to his, his junior varsity. Yeah, and the clock uh, is continuing to run. So I thought we were in the running clock situation, and uh, Coach Clark wasted no time of uh, changing out his defense. He had a good decision and develops a lot of players for later on in the season. Panthers lead 56 7, clock moving, nine minutes left in the third quarter. Campus will have it now. Looks like on the Panther 19 yard line after that nice run by Bowen. Give it straight up the middle again to Hess. No, that's Seacard. Nothing fancy. It was just a straight dive play up the middle of the field and uh, picks up good yards. He's going to bring up second short. Going to be second down at about three, probably. Campus deep in Panther territory. Uh, we went to the running clock after the first uh, touch of the Panthers scored uh, so early in the second half back into a running clock. Again, this time Johnson on a keeper, he scores. Again, campus did nothing fun, but nothing real fancy. They just uh, moved the ball downfield on a couple of long runs. Bowen had a nice run of about 60 yards to get campus into Derby territory. Well, it's – I know what you read me about the running clock last week. It's supposed to stop after a score, and it's not stopped. <laughs> So, I don't know. I guess it just, we, we just know we have a running clock. Extra point by Hess. It looks good, and it is good. So, with 7.30 to go, it's now 56-14. Panthers will have the football well, leading by four scores. So, it'll be interesting to see, and I'm sure we'll see Hubbard probably. I don't know if we'll see Zerger or maybe uh, Hamlin, possibly Clark, that quarterback. We, I don't know that we'll see Zerger with him playing wide receiver. We'll have to wait and see. I would think you're still going to see Zerger probably. I, I would think because you got to keep him fresh because, again, it's, at any level of football, it's one play, and you're, uh, you're the guy. So, I think Coach Clark uh, wants to keep Zerger active and, We'll, we'll see, but uh, the last couple of weeks, we know we've seen all four of those guys. Now, this is uh, uh, going to be a half that gets by pretty quickly as the, as the running clock moves along. And, and we said this last two weeks, mercifully so for, for opposing teams, because, you know, you, you saw it. We go come out of the half and uh, score on the very first touch. Edwards makes a 80-yard touchdown run, so you need to do something to stop this uh, the big green machine. Panthers run a guy on late. It's going to come down 
in the end zone. So it's going to go out to the 20. Again, that looked like Hubbard. And Hubbard just barely stepped back into the end zone, and I'm sure he would have liked to have uh, had his hands on the football on that play. He's going to get his hands on the football here pretty quick, I'm sure. Well, we say it every week. You know, these teams, they, they I don't know whether it's a blessing or a curse when you bring in the, the reserve guys because they're fresh and they're hungry and they want to they wanna put points on the board. Ed Zerger is the, the starting quarterback for the second half. Hubbard's in the backfield along with him. Panthers lead 56-14. Clock moving 5.30 left in the third quarter. They give it to Hubbard. He gets to the outside, cuts up the field, 30. 35 gets knocked down at about the 40, so nice run on first down by Derek Hubbard. How many teams would like to have Derek Hubbard in their backfield? Again, this is just a sophomore, and he's playing behind probably the best running back in the state of Kansas in Dylan Edwards. But, you know, I'm telling you what, Hubbard's a phenomenal runner. First 10 from the 40. Again, Hubbard, he's going to pick up, oh, He's still fighting for yardage. He's going to pick up maybe two, two or three yards on first down. And we've seen Hubbard and Edwards in the backfield so many times uh, as that tandem back. And you know, tonight, this is the first time we've seen Hubbard. So he uh, he's coming in a little bit late with fresh legs. Again, Zerger is the quarterback. Again, Hubbard. Gets out past the 45 to probably the 46. It's going to be third down and about five for the Panthers. And you don't expect Coach Clark to do anything too fancy, but, you know, it's one of those sportsman deals. You hate to see a kid pass, but you got to keep Brock Zerger in the in the momentum of things. What's going on, too? I, I, I think we'll have a kind of a, a read option out of Zerger. And Zerger keeps it. First down and more. 40, 30, 20. Touchdown Panthers. Brock Zerger just took it 54 yards to the house. Well, Doyle, you got to like Zerger. He made the right read on the option. He gets outside, makes a couple of guys miss, and then shows good speed downfield. About the 10, a campus guy looked like he might stop him. What's Brooks Zerger do? Cuts back against the grain and takes it to the house. Good run by Brock Zerger. Panthers now lead 62-14. Extra points up, and boy, it is good. I, I wasn't sure about that one. I thought maybe, thought maybe old Scott might have missed one. But. <laughs> He got her through. Good job, Scott Simmons. I think the the, the hold and the everything was a little slower getting down that time, but uh, he was still able to get it through. And again, that's just the experience uh, of uh, being a senior kicker. Uh, Braxton uh, Clark was the holder on that extra point, and uh, we know Braxton is as another one of the good athletes. I mean, this Panther team just seems to have guys to reload and reload and reload, and that's how you sustain. Is, is be able to reload every year. You know, I think many years ago, the, the slogan for the Panthers is, we don't rebuild, we reload. And then how true, I, I don't know how many times through town we'll hear somebody go, okay, so you just won a state championship, you graduated all these seniors, what are you going to be like next year? And 
you and I look at them and go, we may be as good or better. And people just look at us with a funny look on their face. Yeah, back back when Coach Young was the coach, I used to get tickets. They'd always interview him. He'd be kind of whining about, oh, I only got a couple starters coming back. <laughs> Ball goes out of bounds. And, and you know, it was just a reload. You know, yeah, maybe he only had a couple starters coming back, but he had a whole lot of non-starters that, that you know, we could uh, – Play the game of football. Well, again, what what it does for you in these games where you go to a running clock situation is you got so many kids playing in the football game that they just get better and better. I mean, you look out there and I and two big hits we've had tonight: Miles Wash and Cade Sheldon. And, and you you got to go. Those are two guys that saw limited action last year, but what are they doing now on Friday nights? They're blowing people up. Kick went out of bounds, so the. Colts are going to have it on their own 35, first down and 10 from there. Again, it looks like about the same crew that was out there last time, but I'm sure we're going to start seeing additional substitutions. Uh, Coach Clark likes to get, you know, he likes to kind of clear his bench if he can. And that, that's also how you sustain programs. And on a little bit of a reverse, nice play out there. Maybe a yard gain. That was a good play by the corner. Can't pick up his number, but I got him. Okay, I got him. That was a nice play by Britton Pascal. Very nice play. Nice tackle to stay down low and not not let the running back get out of his grasp. It's going to be second nine. This will probably be the last play of the third quarter. Panthers lead 63-14. We are in the tail end of the third quarter. Again, a pitch to the wide side. Panthers play that very well. They picked up a couple, maybe three yards. Looked like uh, on the stop, Garrett Pounchel. That's going to end the third quarter. Panthers lead this one 63-14. to This is Panther football on a live 105. KDKQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back. The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and Live 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sports leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at Derby Rec. Tired of pesky weeds? Tender Care offers lawn services like we control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tender Care, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Back at Panther Stadium, where Derby leads 63-14 over the campus Colts. They have a third down and seven from their own 38-yard line. Again, they give it straight ahead to the tailback or the fullback. That was Buckles, I believe. He finally gets knocked down after he gets down into Panther territory. 
At about the 45 of the Panthers. While we have a little bit of time, uh, congratulations to Coach Decraft, who was a longtime coach here at Derby. They had a little baby boy uh, this week, uh, Rhett Elliott Decraft. And uh, I know when I talked to Ryan, he was pretty excited about having a having a, a boy and, and having his uh, first child. So congratulations. Uh, we like to try and keep track of all these uh, Derby coaches that go all different places. I've known Ryan for a long time. I think Ryan's up at Gardner Edgerton right now. and uh, In a football a- game. He's probably playing. Yeah, he's probably playing a football game right now. Pitch to the near side. Nice play out there by the Panther. It looked like the corner. That would be a nice play. John Ray on the tackle. Very nice play by uh, by John on the on that. It's going to be second eleven. That was just he had that one. He had that one played from the start and, and made a good tackle. Well, good open field tackle in the backfield. So. Nice play. Those are tough plays to make. And it looks like campus is kind of using up a lot of clock. They're not in any hurry. Going to be second and 11. Panthers lead 63-14. Just over 10 minutes left in the game. Back to pass. Just threw it up. Going to be caught. For a first down, down near the 22-yard line. Wow, we had good coverage on the play. Nearly, it was underthrown a little bit, nearly picked off. Jerron Dotson on the catch. Now we're at the 21-yard line. It's going to be first and 10 for campus. They trail in this one. 63 to 14. Now 63 to 14, and the ball game opened up quickly with a campus kickoff return of about 95 yards. First and 10. Give it to the fullback. He gets out probably six or seven on first down. The C card. Looked like getting up. One of the last guys to get up, DJ Spring. Get a lot of these guys played a football game Monday night, so you know they've uh, they've had a lot of game action this week. Clock moving, right around nine minutes to go in the ball game. It'll be a quick sec- second half with the running clock. Straight ahead goes Seacard. He gets down inside the five to about the three. So campus is threatening late in the ball game. Ball's laying at the four-yard line. It'll be first and goal from the four. Again, we went to a running clock after the first series in the second half where the Panthers scored on a long uh, Dylan Edwards touchdown. The clock is moving, and it's about 8.20 to go. Campus threatening their first goal on the four-yard line. And on a reverse, guy fights his way and gets into the end zone. It's going to be a touchdown for the Colts. It's now 63-20 to with the extra point to follow. 
Now, it's uh, again, it's been a long night for campus over here tonight. I mean, you know, everything, they got pretty excited. I know the fans were going crazy after the opening kickoff. And since then, it's uh, it's been all Panthers. Yes, it, it has been all Panthers. On to attempt the extra points, Hess. It looks good, and it is. So with 7.30 to go, Panthers now lead 63-21. to Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther Football on Live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM, is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businesses. Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Will Height Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Riverside Cafe of Derby, D&B Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, Artistic Builders, D&M Mechanical, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Field Station Dinosaurs, and Johnson & Company Certified Public Accountants. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on Live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Again, we can't uh, bring these Friday night broadcasts to you without great sponsors, so we appreciate all those guys. If you have a chance and you go in and see any of them that we mentioned, say, hey, I listened to to the to the radio and i appreciate what you guys do for uh, the community and the high school and uh, derby panther football campus ready to kick off again it's hess clock's moving at 6 20 to go back deep is well, looks like hubbard he's gonna it's gonna go in the end zone anyway so he's not gonna have a chance to return the kick so the panthers are gonna have it on the 20 and you know, clock moving, six minutes to go. It'll be interesting to see who comes in at quarterback. I'm going to say Conley Hamlin. I think it's about Conley time. Hey, we got that. That's a new one, Conley time. There you go. I like it. We'll see. Yes, Conley Hamlin will be the new quarterback for the Panthers. In the backfield with Conley is Derek Hubbard. Ball on the 20. Clock moving, 5.30. They give it to Hubbard. He gets to the outside, 30, 40, midfield, still on it. He's going to score. He's going to outrun everybody. Wow. <laughs> I was I was just scanning the field to see if there's any penalty flags. There's not. And I tell you, just like that, there's your number two running back who may be I, I mean, he's got to be one of the number two running backs in the state. I mean, this kid is phenomenal, and he just happens to be playing behind the guy that's number one. But what a run and what speed by Derek Hubbard. And, you know, you can't, you know, you're. Simmons is out there going, hey, where's my holder? I need my holder out here. Uh, and it looks like it's Braxton Clark is the holder. And it good. So with four thirty four thirty to go, it's seventy to twenty one and get again get back to Hubbard's touchdown. My goodness gracious, he ran outrun everybody. They they had their number one still in the ball game. He just outrun everybody. Oh he did. He just uh, found the little opening, turned on the jets and oh my goodness, these guys are fast and you know as as a coach, you know we've got some number twos and number threes in, and, and on offense you can't tell them not to score. You know, you, you don't want them to do that. And yeah, it's it's not a case of 
in my opinion, running it up is just it's just these kids are hungry. No, you, and we we've say that said that so many times. You know, I can think back in some of my coaching. You know, you'd get up on a team. It's like I don't want to put any more points on the board. You just start letting. You know, you go to your reserves, your reserves, and further into your reserves, and you don't ever tell a kid don't score. You know, that's what Coach Clark's at right now. Is he's uh, he's gone deep into the bench, and kids are scoring touchdowns. Yes, he's gone pretty deep, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Gone pretty deep on that side. And I, and, you know, I was trying to keep an update on Manhattan, who now trails in the ball game, twenty-one to fourteen. Doyle, I was trying to think they playing Washburn or somebody today, but it's, I, it's, I think sounds yeah. like it's late in the ball game, and Manhattan trails. We watched that score because, due to Derby not having a first game, point-wise, if you came down to it, Manhattan and Derby both end up undefeated. Manhattan would be the number one seed. Absolutely. Ball is up, and it's taken at the 10. And he gets hit and drags a couple of guys out past the 25 to about the 26. So Panthers bring on their defense again with a running clock, 240 to go in the ball game. They lead 70 to 21. And, you know, again, I go back to to the Colts. They've shown the ability to move the football against the Panther defense. Even the starters, they moved the football fairly well against those guys. Oh, they did. And, and it'll be interesting to see what campus comes out with, whether they keep the starters in the ball game or they start getting some guys playing time. Well, the starting quarterback is still in, it looks like. They give it to, look like Buckles. Anyway, that's the position. But we'll see. Now it's a different number. They, they kind of – it's Quentin Daly on the carry, so maybe they're trying to back off some. I, I can't pick up the quarterbacks. Well, and, again, the way high school football set up in the playoffs, you know, you want to keep guys healthy because, you know, by the time you get into the playoff situation, it doesn't matter what your record is. You start off at zero and zero. Looks like 14 or 15. I, I could be Dylan Sheeler at the quarterback. They give it straight ahead. Picks up maybe a yard. Now I've got a new nut. It's Drake McGarrity. Drake McGarrity. Maybe you need binoculars. You know I'm, I'm thinking you're having trouble here. I, I got my I got my binoculars. No, I, I, I'm good. I'm good. Well, you got to turn the binoculars around right now. You got the you got them oh, on the wrong. Is that way, why man. they don't work? <laughs> I got the big end in the wrong spot, huh? <laughs> Third down and seven. Under a minute. Pitch it to the back, and he gets out maybe to the 30, 31 yard line. It's going to be fourth down with 45 seconds left. And I, I know if you're the Panthers, you, you're not going to try anything fancy here yet. And if you're campus, I don't know that you are. I mean, again, you got some reserves in on both sides, and you, and you can't tell them not to score, but I think they're going to end up. Uh, and they can just about let the clock run out here if they want to. Well, they can't. There's, there's one more second on the play clock in the scoreboard. I think they're just going to do just that. They're going to the sidelines, and that's your ball game. Panthers are going to remain undefeated. They're going to beat campus 70-21, to 21, and I'm going to have a little interest in that Manhattan game now. 
Yeah, no doubt. That's a, a big one. And it seems, you know, I've had so many people go, that seems so unfair that as, as Derby being the number one team in the state of Kansas, all the things going their way, that they're penalized for not having an opening uh, opponent in week one. But that's the way that uh, the, the high school system works out. So, yeah, we're very interested in that Manhattan yeah, score. I'm, I'm thinking if I if I didn't understand, if two teams are 8-8, eight eight, then it goes or 8-0, then it goes to points. But if one team is seven and zero, and one team seven and one, then you know you got to figure, got to figure that team would be, you know, would have the advantage. Right. No. No question. Again, it, it's one of those things you got to beat everybody anyway. So yeah. we still got two more games to go to Temple until we get there. So we'll uh, try and get some score updates too on the May's May South uh, game if we can. Panthers win this one big, seventy to twenty one, and uh, you know it, it, it started out. Started out pretty strange for the Panthers. They give up a 95-yard touchdown on the opening kickoff, but from there it was all Panthers, and uh, uh, it didn't take them long to tie the ball game up. Uh, they win 70 to 21. This is Panther football on Live 105 KDKQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back. KQ LP Derby Wichita 105.9 FM and worldwide at alive105kdkq.com. This is Austin Black and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Well, each week we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Behind the Tunes with Austin Black, Sunday nights at 7 on Alive 105. Hey everybody, Greg Laurie here. Imagine hearing a great song on the radio and then you wonder, what did those lyrics mean exactly? Listen, I know people need encouragement and I want to take them deeper. A greater understanding of the scripture behind these amazing Christian songs. How refreshing would that be? Unpack the lyrics to your favorite songs. Don't miss Refresh with Pastor Greg Laurie. Each weekend, be sure to tune in. The classics from the 70s and 80s. Michael W. Smith. Love song. Leslie Phillips. Streets of Gold. Streets of Gold. Sunday evenings at 5 on Alive 105. Hey everybody, this is Andy Christman. Join me this weekend for worship as I play your favorite worship music by today's Christian artist. We're going to sing, lift our voices to God, read His Word. It's going to be an awesome time that you don't want to miss. It's all this weekend on Worship. Worship with Andy Christman, Sunday mornings at 9 on Alive 105. If you love smooth jazz, you're going to love Sunday nights on Alive 105. Sunday night from 8 to midnight, it's Christian Smooth Jazz, featuring gospel jazz and emerging formats, blending elements of gospel, R&B, jazz, smooth jazz, and praise and worship music, creating a contemporary sound that is inspirational, passionate, and musically complex. Join us every Sunday night, 8 to midnight, on Alive 105, for Christian Smooth Jazz. 
need of some weekly inspiration? Join New Spring Church every Sunday at 11 a.m. on Alive 105 for encouraging worship and a message from God's Word that will equip you for the week ahead. If you want to know what New Spring Church is about, we eat, sleep, drink, breathe, life change. We want people's lives to change. If people's lives aren't changing, there's no reason for us to exist. Learn more about New Spring Church in Wichita at newspring.org. Weekends are special, and we fill them up with your favorite music. John Michaels. Hey everybody, this is Andy Christman. Join me this weekend for worship. Hey, it's Kurt Wallace, your host for the Weekend Top 20 Countdown. Streets of Gold is the program. We're playing Christian music classics from the 70s and the 80s and even a little bit in the early 90s. I'm your host, Larry Wayne. This is Movement Radio with Transform. Hey, I'm Josh Ashton, host of the Weekend 22. Music that's good for you. Alive 105. Hi, I'm Donna Cruz with Keep the Faith. There's a chance that you or someone you love is living with a disability. And here at Keep the Faith, we have a passion to bring special needs to the forefront to inspire others. So we've launched a groundbreaking initiative we call Contagious Love. Right now, Keep the Faith is teaming up with disability champions to tell stories of people living with physical and mental disabilities who are facing insurmountable odds. More information about Contagious Love is at keepthefaith.com. That's keepthefaith.com. If you have a dedication or a testimony that you'd like to share, call and record it on our on-air line at area code 316-941-8180. We'd love to share it with our audience on Keep the Faith Morning Show with Don and Keith right here on Alive 1059. Back to Panther Stadium where Derby's jumped to 5-0. and uh, They knocked off Campus Colts 70-21. to and uh, you know it was a it was a ball game that was dominated after the initial kickoff. It was dominated by the Derby Panthers. Well, no doubt it was all Derby after that kick, and you know again a good performance. I don't know that Coach Clark can find a whole lot wrong with uh, tonight's ball game. Doyle, I do have an update. Uh, seven minutes in that ball game, and Manhattan trails Washburn Rule twenty-one to fourteen. Washburn Rule has the football after just intercepting Manhattan. So that's a, a big game to. Uh, watch uh unfortunately we'll be off the air by the time that one comes over but uh a big ball game there and another one that that we were kind of tracking Mays all over Mays south tonight 42 to 27 and that ball game's uh late to, late in the ball game as well yeah well they'll both have one loss then so let's let's hope it works that way for the panthers let's go ahead and get into the end of the game stats again Looks like uh, when you read the stats and you open up the paper, you go, wow, first downs, Tampa 16, Derby 6. I mean, it doesn't tell the story tonight. 14 rushes on the uh, for the Panthers tonight. Doyle, 394 yards. Tampa's 46 attempts on the ground, 221. Yeah, I think we had at least two touchdowns scored on 80-yard runs after kickoffs in the end zone. One by Hubbard and one by... Uh, uh, Edwards, so you know that's that's uh, you know that that's why you'll have one play and go 80 yards for a score. Well, again, uh, Panthers four for four tonight in the air, 152 yards. Campus two for four tonight in the air, 49 yards. Total offense for the Panthers tonight. Your coach Clark, you can't be too disappointed. 546 yards of offense tonight. Old Campus to just 207. Wow, that, that is impressive. Five hundred. Yeah, you get up. 
That's rarefied air when you get over 400 yards in a ball game. I don't care what level you are. And, uh, you know, the Panthers are up over 500. I think if one game this year, they had 600. Well, and again, one of the one of the big ones, third down conversions. Panthers 0 for 1. Campus just 5 for 13. Fourth down conversions. Panthers never went for 1. Campus 2 for 4. It'll be, it, it was a good night for the Panthers. Team-wise, a very good night. Well, and again, Mercer Thatcher in the air tonight, 4 for 4, 152 yards. Caden Brown had one of those catches for 53. Drake Thatcher, one for 46. Brock Zerger, one for 37. Nathan Keener, one for 16. So you got to like the way the Panthers have mixed in uh, a couple of different guys catching the ball. And, and Mercer Thatcher's just delivering the ball very well now. Well, he did. All four of those completions were spot on. They were they caught their receivers in stride. And, and he made some good throws tonight. Well, and then in the running game, How's this one sound for, for Dylan Edwards? Six touches, 177 yards tonight. Derek Hubbard, the backup, four touches, 106 yards tonight. Mercer Thatcher, three for, and 57 yards. And Brock Zerger, one touch for 54 yards. Again, just incredible stats racked up for the Panthers tonight. 546 total yards of offense, holding campus to just 270. And again, the thing we love to see at the end of the night, Panthers 70, Campus 21 in a running clock situation from early on in the first half. So yeah, Panthers go to 5-0. and uh, Next week, they'll play Mays here at home. Uh, the last two games will be between the two Mays schools. Mays next week, Mays South the next week. Uh, so, uh, you know, we got things to look forward to. Then you, then you get into the, to the uh, postseason. So, anyway, Panthers win this one big, 70-21. to this has been Panther Football on a live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM. Thanks a lot for listening.